<laughs> Fuck, I almost killed my goddamn self, yo. It's not COVID. It's not Delta. That's Puffy with that can of virus. I don't know. Yeah, no. Now, you can't freestyle like me, unfortunately. You could try, but you can never do what I do. All right. <laughs> uh, ah! Hit the wrong button. Don't do drugs. My bad, y'all. But yes. Right when I got with the comeback, too. That was disrespectful. It's all good. My bad. Not my fault. Don't hit on me. But yes, welcome back, everybody, to the 70th episode of the motherfucking Dope Thoughts podcast. We appreciate everybody coming through. Fucking Dude, excited. I can't believe it's been 70 episodes. Yeah. it's It's been a while. It's been a journey. It's been fun. We've been enjoying ourselves. Um, I'm, I'm excited, honestly. It's, it's crazy. Just to think about it, too. What is it? It's August 15th. Mm. So we're almost getting to that point when the days are about Damn. to get starting to get shorter. You know, hopefully it gets cooler out this bitch because it's been hot as fuck these past couple of weeks. I ain't it gonna literally feels like the devil coughed up. It feels like, you know what? I feel like the devil caught Corona. Yeah. And now he's just spitting hot fire, but not in that Dylon way. You know, like it's it's bad. Bitch said not in the Dylon. No, straight Dylon. Nigga, this is the, they choking <laughs> niggas right now. It's a little ridiculous. Top five. Top five. <laughs> Haiti. <laughs> Lebanon. <laughs> oh, shit. Palestine. Yo, facts. <laughs> I hope everybody's ready to embrace this new dystopian society. Oh, you yes. Know, Siberia's on fire everywhere. Yo, everything is that crazy. Fire. Niggas is forcing vaccination, shutting the shit down. Shit is getting a little bit crazy, but we'd like to welcome you all to 2084, motherfuckers. So, shout out to George Orwell and everybody else. This is going to be a fun episode. But before we get into shit, y'all know how we do. Y'all gonna listen to my motherfucking theme song, bitches. Yeah. Put my song. What's up, motherfuckers? How y'all doing? <laughs> all right, all right, okay, all right. We back to normal. Everything's all set. We down in Gucci. So yeah, uh, this is about to be a crazy fucking episode, y'all. Yes, it definitely was. Our bad about last week. We didn't think that we would disappear and not do an episode. I don't think that was the original plan. No, our original plan was to bring you one of the dopest episodes fresh from like a ridiculous camping trip, which we're about to tell you about. Yes, and it was gonna be an amazing episode, but things turned a little sour real quick. <laughs> so we didn't, we, we were like, fuck that. We didn't record an episode. 
But last week it was really dope. We took a trip out to Vermont with 23 of my oh, I think it was 23 of us in total. But it was like um 21 of my coworkers. We went to the Green Mountains and we spent the weekend out there. It was really dope. I had a really fun fucking time. I don't know about Smokey. You I mean, you tell us how you felt. I can't believe we survived. I mean, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I agree with you because the first time when we went camping, it wasn't the best experience. It was actually very fucking shitty. And we didn't have the best time. Um, but we went with the white people and we the had white. the best, you know, the, 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 the best people, you know, and it was a great fucking time. No, it was fantastic. They definitely took care of us when we needed it, which again, we go we gonna talk about. Uh, but it was coincidentally, maybe not coincidentally, I don't really believe in coincidences. It was the Lions Gate, which I'll talk to y'all about. Yes. And uh, the same weekend, all this shit ended up happening. Yes. And throughout this episode, you're gonna hear us talk about like some of the vaccine standards that have been going on, all the shit that's been going on around the world real recently. Climate change, real crazy talks. We got some plugs talks to put in here. Uh, and then our Vermont trip includes Puffy almost dying and uh and ridiculous acid trip. So, like, buckle up. I mean, bitch, you, well, you, that, that's the first topic. So, you might as well just talk about it. Like, yeah. So, just want to let people know. But Vermont is a very magical place. If you've never gone to Vermont, so if you're thinking beautiful. about it, um, it is gorgeous. It is nice. It is, it's not the, it's not a place for the weak. It's not niggas that, like, if you think you're going to go clubbing and you're going to do certain things, like, they got nice restaurants. They got things for you but to do. But what do you mean it's not a place for the for the weak? Like you like, have do you think city kids are weak? Is that no, what you no, mean? no, no, because no, it's no. not a place for somebody who needs a city life. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, like if you if you're used to a very comforting type of lifestyle, um, it's not that. Like the nearest store is like 25 minutes away. Um, you barely got service and shit. The bugs is bigger than your motherfucking hand. Yo, the bugs are so aggressive. The minorities like, are non-existent, but it's great because then you know, like, when you tell people you're going up to Vermont, like, if you go missing, they're going to know where you are. Like, it's not going to be that hard. Oh, we definitely saw him. Oh, yep. He was loud. Asshole. Um, But, yeah, it's just one of those places that, like, I'm not going to lie to you. We definitely saw Phil. Yeah. Uh, that was fucking as fuck. We'll talk about that one. But it's one of those things that, like, like Vermont is very different. Like, you go to Vermont, like, you have to know what you're doing ahead of time before you go to Vermont. You have like, to have a game plan. Yeah, like, you can go to Portland, Maine. You know, you can go to some town, Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, and there's shit to do. But Vermont the as a state. What is there to do in Salt Lake City, I don't know. Utah. I'm just saying. I don't know. But my point is, like, Vermont. Hey, shit. We watched that documentary. What what documentary was that? The Mormon, the Mormon killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That motherfucker had to had to kill a Mormon. Some whatever the fuck. But, 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 <laughs> whatever that documentary was. Are you kidding me? The first the, the the starting sentence of the whole fucking three part episode was they ain't shit to do with Utah. Nothing happened. But in at Salt least Lake. they got a sports team. Vermont didn't even got that. My nigga they ain't got shit. All they got is like. Mountains. They got freedom and liberty, bitch. Yeah, at farmers markets, <laughs> is, is that what they got? Okay. Um, but it was just really dope to go camping with the right people. The first time I think we told you guys that's actually um right. Oh, this is during when we were doing the podcast, but we tried to yeah. go camping and we got rained out and it was a horrible fucking experience. Yeah, we ran away because we were scared to get COVID. We thought we were gonna die. Yeah. Um, 
this time we did get rained out again. Uh, big ups, you know. My co-workers told me I didn't need to put the rain tarp up that I bought that I knew I needed to put up because we got there late that night and we were like, oh, it's going to be nice the next day. And you know, white people, they're experts at camping. So, you, of course, you take their advice. And um, what ended up happening? Four o'clock in the morning the next day, Shahane? So, like, at first you hear pat, pat, pat. And I was like, goddamn squirrel. Like, eating aggressive yeah, as fuck yeah. right above our head, right? Like, I'm not really thinking too much about it. I'm like, okay, that's rude, but whatever. And then all of a sudden, like on the top of our head, I was like, oh, fuck. And before I can even think, Phil's already out the tent. And I was like, do you need help? And he's like, no, bitch. And, <laughs> and apparently everyone in the camp heard Phil. I was struggling. fucking pissed. So I, everyone starts laughing and like emerging from their tents. So I woke like, up the whole camp. Like slow fucking confused people. I don't give a fuck. It was five o'clock. Everybody, everybody had to get up. I, I got there at 10 o'clock. And so everybody got- went back to bed five minutes later because it's fucking easy as fuck to put a rain tarp up. And then it's funny as shit because like we got there very late Friday night and we went for a night hike, a night hike that was okay. really dope. Pause. Yes. The ma'am. night hike was so fucking magical and amazing. Yeah. I love doing shit at night. Yeah. Going hiking at night, swimming at night, fucking all, the, all, all creep, that shit. All creepy witchy shit. Yeah. At night, we know. Okay. Doesn't necessarily have to be a witchy reason. I just so there's something about being under the stars and the moon that feels freeing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's a different experience than being under blistering sunlight. There's a different vibe that comes with that. Okay. And I like the energy. Okay. So it just it was so fucking cool for a group of human beings to just get high as fuck, go on a hike into God knows where, and then end up on a beach depository because I know we're in the middle of the mountains. So I know it's more of just like a pocket. It's glacial till or glacial yeah. remnants. So exactly, but it's still gorgeous. Yes. And then you look up in the night sky. There was no light pollution from the moon because it was a new moon. When we got we were to see there. the fucking Milky Way galaxy. We got like... to see shooting stars like crystal clear. Yeah, it was and gorgeous. I found out from uh, actually an old friend from high school. We were there right before uh, meteor shower season. Oh, so and... yeah, one of the meteor showers that happen annually we were there right before it which is why we were seeing quite a few each night okay that makes sense yes and it was a dope experience and like again stoners don't do shit right all the time so we end up going on the hike <laughs> and the hike says it's a half a mile and it's an incline it's also well, decline going down and incline coming back of course so that half a mile was really like more of three quarters slash a mile that shit was ridiculous and we didn't do a head count when we first left the camp, because again, everybody's drunk and high, we're having a good time. So we're walking down there, we get halfway down, and of course, you know, like responsible adults, we're like, oh shit, we should do a head count just in case we lose a motherfucker. So we do a quick head count, and we count 10 people. We go on the beach, we're all having a good time, we're all quiet, having this nice bliss moment, looking out into the stars. And one of us casually does a head count, and motherfuckers count 11 people. And so we're all high as shit and we're like, hold up. Who who how got you, lost? Who got found? How we count somebody twice. <laughs> so multiple people count and multiple people get 11. So but I, then we're all looking at each other and we're like, okay, we need to like circle up and group person by person. 
And then, then we realize real quick. No, we don't we're realize. In a tribal fucking circle. We don't realize. Someone knows. One of my friends, my friend Alex, comes up and grabs me and Shahane from behind and starts pushing us ahead of the group. And she goes, hey. Did you notice that there was someone laying on the bench there? You're the right. I was high time? as shit. You're and right. I was, I was like, high as shit. wait, what? And then, like, we all turn around and you just see, like, a body just laying there. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no, we got to right. go. You're dude. 100% right. It was at that point in which I took off running ahead of everybody and else into the woods. Yeah. And then again, we're sorry, everybody. I was out. I thought it was going to be a collective run. No. I thought that that is how. No, say it's, again. No, 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 no. And I feel like, to be honest with you, nobody else had the appropriate reaction because no, they didn't. But, but we the only one. We was the only three that really acknowledged that there was a cracker just laying there. Okay, because let's be real. That's how like every Jason or Freddy movie fucking starts. There's a group of stoners who's out in Vermont and hanging, chilling, stargazing. It's so beautiful. And then there's this guy lounging, like, yeah, my whole family thought the same thing until they got murdered. Stab, yeah. stab, 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 toes. Facts. Ah. Facts. Facts. <laughs> or like Lake Placid, where Betty White kept a whole bunch of crocodiles in the calm, calm, crystal clear waters of the lake, Betty. just like the one we were on. Yeah, there's a movie called Lake Placid. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. She was feeding niggas to the crocodile. Yeah. I remember that. That, yeah. was a, that, was, that was a really bad, scary movie. It was, it was really but bad. Betty White is a G for that. That's fucking that hilarious. Boring. Hilarious, though. I can't believe there's not more memes of Betty White from that film. Probably one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. So, just so you guys know, that was the beginning to an incredible crazy amazing weekend yeah it started ridiculous <laughs> and so again we get there late we go for this nice hike again we come back everybody's miserable we're like all right fuck it we're all no, gonna we go to great. sleep it was no, we great it was great no the, the hike back was miserable all right whatever we knew we were going on a hike though yeah. i don't know why motherfuckers wore shorts and sandals and then complain like come on it's yeah, a hike. i mean we knew that because we were going to the beach and we didn't realize it it was it was a bad hike through the woods to the it's beach. a hike first to the beach though yeah i you agree. take your shoes off when you get to the beach so everybody's like all right let's go to sleep let's get ready for our morning hikes and shit and then that's when we get woken to the rain and then i wake everybody up or whatever the fuck and we Hilarious. end up going on a really nice hike we end up going to mount equinox well, and we didn't do Equinox. We did one of the side trails because apparently Equinox is killer. And yeah. we, uh, yeah. you know, we hike, but we don't hike hike. Yeah, you know? we did like halfway up the mountain, honestly. If you want to yeah, be, be. It was plenty. Yeah, it was great. It was nice. We got some nice photos. But like, I don't understand how as a black man who really, like I tread on this line of like, like worries slash like, maybe too paranoid to do certain things and like i always try and make maybe. sure like motherfucker I, you don't you, literally if i go too deep into the ocean yes. no no get a rope he wants to pull me back in like i'm a fucking fish mm -hmm. i told him we had a whole argument when we were at the seaport on the pier with our friends over the fact that i was like you know what? When we become super successful because I have so much faith in us, I want to get myself a little boat. Just a little boat. No. And he goes off talking about insurance <laughs> claims, talking about debts, talking about, oh, I know you. You were close. Who's going away. on the boat with you if Who? I'm not going on the boat? I'm not friends, motherfucker. Nope. And that's how you get killed and disappear and your friend come back. Like no, no. I got better instincts than almost all of your 
great camping friends because there was an axe murderer on the beach and I was the first one to be like, now let's run all y'all were like, he's just stargazing. I was like, alone? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But again, I, I usually try and be very calculated for shit, but I always get myself into something that like, I don't know. I really don't understand. And so what ended up happening on <laughs> our hike was we end up getting halfway up the mountain and there's like this nice little tributary stream coming off the mountain, nice, clear, gorgeous water, nice rocks, everything. And of course, Shahane and my white friends go, let's go play in the water. And Phil's like, I don't like water, but that water don't look deep. It don't look dangerous. I can play in that water, right? You thought the same thing too, correct? Well, I thought that I should be very careful, but I should, there's a few spots in which I could maneuver. You didn't think that. You yes, I that. did. All right, whatever. Nobody said that out loud. Everybody was playing in the water, jumping around, oh, splashing. It was fucking obvious, Mister. I'm a geologist I and I study mountains and tributaries. So again, I was very calculated in how I maneuvered across the thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody somehow, all these skinny motherfuckers managed <laughs> to step on this one little branch and get across. And I was like, yo. It wasn't a little branch. It was a whole fucking no, tree it trunk. No, it wasn't a little tree trunk. That thing was little. That thing was not that big. It was small. I'm sorry. Because that was the problem. I, I was like, I could step on it, but I don't think both my feet is going to be able to fit on this thing. So let me step right next to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll put one foot on it, and then I'll step on it right next to it, and then I'll be set. Nope. Nope. Womp, womp. Who the fuck th- told me to do that dumb shit? You. Um... Literally, I fall right into quicksand in the middle of our motherfucking hike. So that was when the whole day just goes downhill from there. Like, I was pissed. It was miserable. It was horrible. <laughs> I mean, luckily, it, like, it wasn't a big hole, like a big deposit of quicksand. It was just a real small sinkhole. So I was able to save myself and my shoes and get up out of there. But again, Bro, it was so funny though because all you like, I was busy looking in the little creek, and then all you hear is Phil like, and I turn on like, what the fuck, and then you just see Phil's foot emerge from like knee deep out of nowhere, and then maybe like a second later, his shoe just spits out of the sinkhole. Like it happened in two separate moments. You make it seem like it just all happened casually. Like no, it spat your fucking shoe back out. And then it was hilarious. So I'm like cleaning off your shoe and your sock in this creek. And you're like, fuck it. Fuck it all. I was pissed. I was fucking mad. In my head, I'm like, fuck, can you smoke in the woods in Vermont? Like, shit, he need to calm the fuck down. Like, I mean, we could, but we didn't bring any weed again because we were in town. I don't think we probably could. We could have. There was a I don't think we should have. I don't think we should have. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I guess there's wildfires everywhere right now. But I I don't disagree with that statement either. You are correct. But anyway, that shit was hilarious. Only because you were okay. Yes. But you did get eaten the fuck alive by the bugs, though. Yeah. That they came for your feet. All day. And the cutest thing about that whole thing was after we come down the mountain and we're coming back to the car, we meet this cute little biracial couple this is this white and asian couple with their cute sons oh i forgot about them yeah they were playing and having a good time and we're taking photos and then like we can we start talking to the kids and the parents and like oh you guys are locals and they're like yeah we have a, a summer house here and we also have another house in newton you know rich life you know big baller shit cha-ching cha-ching you know so we were like oh that's dope 
Then their son comes over and he goes, hey, I know you. I saw you yesterday. And so Phil and I look at each other and we're like, oh shit. I was like, oh, this nigga's a demon. Who is this little, this little, this nigga? And that's why I was like, and this, and this is like, again, this is like the premonition to the bad acid trip. But something about this, I was like, I almost died in the sinkhole. Now this little nigga I never saw before saying he know me, he seen me yesterday. I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to have died. What the fuck is this? So like, it was, it was funny, but it was cute. And then basically, yeah, we end up going back to the house after that. Well, back to the campsite. There is no house. house. Uh, yeah, this is this is where shit gets hilarious <laughs> because now Phil starts using home terms for camping. Yeah, no, because now I get mad because now I'm ready to leave. Now I'm ready to go. But I got rained on five o'clock in the morning. I almost died in quicksand. Like I'm, my clothes is wet. I'm miserable. What's up, Mama Love? How you doing? How's everybody? Um, like I, I just was, I was pissed. Like it was, it was time to go. It was literally time to go. But also, again, it's time to eat. I was like, you know what? What's the best thing to do right now? We can cook some food, and then maybe I'll take some drugs, and that'll make everything better. Nah, 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 not maybe, not nah. maybe. This motherfucker was on a mission. <laughs> as soon as he woke up that day, we knew what we were doing. Uh, yeah, I knew I was taking drugs that day. I ain't gonna oh, lie okay, to you. like let's let's not just be like you was some random. <laughs> like, we're out in the fucking woods. I'm we sure brought it with it us. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. Honestly, I, honestly, Sharice, he did. Like, this this champ. Because all of this that he's saying he wanted to go home, he didn't say out loud. This I, is I all shit, like, deep in his subconscious. We were like, are you okay, Phil? And I had a good time. You know, I, he it was, was like, fun. yeah, I'm going to power through it. I'm going to power through it. But the way you powered through it, you were like, everybody fall into line. We're cooking dinner. I'm getting shit ready. We're going to eat. And then right after we eat, I'm going to smoke my weed and we're going to take some acid. That is the plan. And we're yep. going to execute. Yep. Like, it was like I very just, militant yep. from the jump. And yep. I was already like, oh, okay. He's yep. in the mode. He's in that, like, dit, dit, dit. he's in that. And I'm soaking wet. So all I wanted to do was cook. And I was like, I don't want to aggravate fire. the motherfucker. Like, let's just get his shoes dry in front of this fire. Which, by the way, they did not dry for, like, three days. No, they just dried, actually. <laughs> Like officially after this and they heat still kind of got a like a mm, smell, you no, know. Don't tell shit. You gonna buy me new shoes? We both need new sneakers. Excuse I me. have holes from fire in my sneakers. But that wasn't from this camping trip. That was from last camping trip. Fine, but they are also deteriorating okay, from well, all of the camping. Trips. Then, okay, well, somebody gonna have to buy me some new shoes. All right. So then, well, all right. <laughs> so now I cooks dinner. I takes the acid, and unfortunately, things go bad. And um. I feel really horrible. It's my fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> but it just sucks because, like, like right now, there's been, like, this real change in society where a lot of people are adapting the use of psychedelics, psilocybin, LSD, alternative ways to actually heal themselves mentally, PTSD, or just cope with other addictions that they have in life. Um, I've dealt with depression. And in college, I met a whole bunch of crazy white people to introduce me to some drugs. And I was like, oh, shit, this is really cool. It's eye-opening. Now that things are changing and it's kind of, the stigma is different. It's kind of, I guess how it is, like, now, before when I did it, it was more recreational, getting crazy, acting with my friends. Let's go party. Let's do shit. Where now, when I do these type of drugs and experiences, it's more of, like, for self healing and yeah like self. how do i elevate my psyche yeah how do i become a better version of myself and elevate my dimensional vibration exactly and you know we always talk about the gurus and the monks and these guys meditating and shit like that but also part of their meditation and part of their practices a lot of these guys did 
actually enticed in the use of different drugs. We know some of them did enjoy, like the Chinese back in the days, they used to love opium and they used to love hashish. We know other people used to take other things down in South America and Peru. They take ayahuasca. Um, the Native Americans do peyote. So everyone, all the natives have their different drug, their different way that they were able to experience their gods. And again, I have, I, I've dabbled with some of these things. I ain't gonna lie. This is why this is called dope thoughts. We're gonna be honest. I've tried these things. And the purpose of me going up to Vermont this, that list last weekend was more of me to do self-reflecting and us figuring out what to do with the business and shit like that. We also just needed time to relax, live a little. Get away. Exactly. And it was just one of those things where all this weekend, it was just things were going bad. I left work late. We got to the campsite late. A nigga almost died in quicksand. Like, it was just bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. And then, like, I end up, like, getting myself in this bad psyche where when I took some drugs, unfortunately, I end up fighting with my subconscious. And Smokey, and it's funny that we didn't realize it until later on. And, like, we'll talk about, and that's why the next topic is the Lionsgate shit. We didn't realize that the weekend that we were doing all these things and having all this shit was, like, um... Was the new moon weekend of yeah. the Lionsgate. So I'll talk about in depth what that means later in like a, a few minutes. Yeah. But it's so basically that's what this weekend was. And like I said, it was the new moon. So we were able to see the stars very clearly and we were able to see shooting stars. And it's so funny that it's the new. Uh, uh, I won't talk about it yet. No, but, but, no, but you are right. And that's the thing. It was like all this this chaotic energy. There was all this shifting. I wouldn't change. even. I wouldn't even say it's chaotic energy. What I would say is it's the same idea as acid, and the same thing that acid does in the body, which is why, even coming from a psychology standpoint. So one of the things I know people might be like thinking very critically of what we're saying right now. However, I will say when I got my psych- studies, when I got my psychology minor, one of the major courses that I did take was the psychology of uh, the philosophy of psychology in which we discussed um, psychedelics throughout the ages from the 1960s and that how that propelled psychology in the first place because mm-hmm. it's all about understanding the psyche and the human brain. Mm-hmm. Carl Jung, for example, and Terrence McKenna, and actually both the McKenna br- brothers, like all of these type people, some of the greatest minds in history have all dabbled with these kinds of things. So exactly. you can be, you, you can, you can have your opinions about it. But when I say what I say, just like, no, there's a basis in it. So acid is created to elevate your consciousness, your psyche by elevating your intake and understanding of the vibration and the energy around you. Mm-hmm. So whatever that energy is inside and outside universal and like very grounded you're going to be tuned into and you're going to be able to almost see it and that's and i'm not going to say acid i'm going to say psychedelics as a whole that's kind of the experience that they give you yes and And i would say that's the same thing with the lion's gate so it's very interesting because the lion's gate amplifies energy it's it's don't go there yet i'm not but that's all i'm gonna say about it so that's what i would say is like it's very interesting that those two almost have the same do the same thing so if you were to go down this bad trip route Mm -hmm. which ended up happening for us then you're really like you're gonna be tumbling through nightmares like it's gonna be an because that's the other Mm -hmm. thing is like because it's energy demons are gonna come 
and angels, right? And, like, and, and speaking of the demons, and this is the part that's crazy. So we didn't know about the energy, but we the whole the weekend that was happening. Yeah, we found this out after, and we were like, makes a lot of fucking sense. But like Sharice is saying, it's like when you take certain psychedelics and things of that nature, you want to make sure you're in a safe space, a good environment, around the right people. And it was like I was in a bad headspace, but I knew I was in the right environment. So I was like, yeah. let me just meditate and let me see if I can change my energy. But the problem was, is I could never get myself out of this work mentality. Like, like there's something that's been happening with work and just all these other things that I'm not going to go into details. But um, like, it was really affecting me. And my thing was, was I also kept my disgusting clothes on that when I fell into the quicksand. So like, my, and, and my, this is a habit with Phil. Phil will do this thing when he calls it his humbling self practice. I call it active uh, masochism, but he will keep put himself in subtly uncomfortable situations to stay comfortable being uncomfortable and yeah. to keep himself humble from humble beginnings. Yeah. And I respect that. But sometimes it's like, okay, you don't have to torture yourself. So like keeping your clothes on after almost getting like swallowed, swallowed alive. by quicksand you should probably just change your pants and your socks it's okay to do that but it was like 96 degrees so a nigga was dry i just had dirt on me and i was like we camping yeah, anyway you were itching like a fucking crackhead but i didn't have enough clothes so i was like i don't want to change it to my nighttime clothes and i mean i'm about to be fucking tripping so i was like no but then again like we said i'm about to be tripping and it all kicked in and then Smokey yells at me, and she looks me in my eyes, and she goes, what did you say? And I was like, Phil, why don't you just go change? Why are you going to stay uncomfortable? And But I didn't say change clothes. I said, why don't you just go on and change? Why do you want to stay uncomfortable? And I guess like this my, motherfucker went no. My soul and my entity resonated and heard that shit. Like, physically, my body was like, okay, let's go change. But then my soul was like, oh. He came out of the tent. Get me out. Get me out of the tent. I forgot. I thought the tent caught on fire. I forgot my name. I don't know where we were. I don't know what year bro, it was. Bro, I swear to God. So Phil changes. We're sitting down in cha- in lawn chairs. Oh we're just God. chilling. We're looking at fire. We're having a cool conversation. Don't Everything's me. fine. Oh my. And then out of nowhere, we're sitting in front of our tent. And mad heads start to come over. And I think you forget because we only do this once a year at yeah. max. Like, we, like we're really careful about this because, again, we use it very specifically. Because we use it for our betterment, so we know, like, we know what this can do. We know that all the acid can can sit in your spine over time. It has effects on your body over time. It's I went to school with a whole bunch with. of art head, art school crackheads. You know, who took too much. All of acid. my very dear friends, I love. All of the spiritual, dirty, hippie friends that I made. Y'all are some of the best people on the fucking planet. And some of the most creative artists I have ever met. I, it's an honor to know most of you. But they took 25 too many tabs of acid. Damn, I have seen a lot of people running naked through the streets. Like, yeah. art school is a fantastic place. But um, it was, Myself included. <laughs> but I, like my body, I don't know what the fuck happened. The way I took that was just so totally different. And... Like I guess like I needed the, the 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 that time to reflect and to do all those things, but I guess it was just one of those like it hit me so hard at the worst fucking opportunity at that. I, but can was, you explain what was really happening? Okay, because oh, I feel God. like 
but because I feel like this is really important to also explain the whole Lionsgate stuff later, which is like what so, was really happening in your trip when, when okay. shit started to go bad? Because you said okay. the tent was on fire. Like, we're giving people so, random details. And long story short, what ends up happening in my trip, my trip is only six hours. Usually an acid only. trip can be anywhere from, like, six to 12 hours. Depending and on it what lasted it a lot longer than that. But yeah. the part in which Philip was going through the bad cycle and what we'll call the unconscious yeah. self was yeah it was about six hours yeah and what ended up happening was like i was sitting down we were looking around the fire we were talking about certain things and what happens with me is like i just start to like spew and like i just want to talk and i just want to pick people's brains and i just want to talk about life and change and all Hence these things why we have a podcast yeah exactly and like that's basically what happens to me when i got take acid so we're all sitting in a circle and it's multiple of us you know just talking about some shit and what ends up happening is I go into a trance where, like, literally, I, I I start to see geometric shapes and colors. and But what happens, which is kind of crazy, is, like, everyone spiritually, like, a, a lot of people talk about, like, this one. Like, the one or the source or everyone coming back together or we believe in God or just kind of that whole idea. We call that the beginning. Yeah, whatever that fucking thing was, like. That happened to me. So, you know, like when your TV freezes or your phone freezes, or your computer freezes, you get that white screen. That dial. And, yeah. And then you got to hit the reset. And then you hit the reset. The computer reboots. I mean, most of you old people, my grandmother, you know the reset. My mom, y'all know that shit. Definitely. My mother does telecommunications. You definitely know about the reboot and shit. That's always the number one rule in IT. If shit fuck up, reboot. And that's what happened to me mentally. So I and physically, I can fucking tell you your yes. face shut the fuck down. And I thought you had a stroke and I almost had a heart attack. So Shahane told me to go inside of the tent and change when we were sitting down. And I when she said that, pew, it was like I went into a whole nother realm and like I forgot everything. I forgot who I was. I forgot my name. I forgot my date. I forgot what the day was. I forgot how to move. I forgot English. Like everything literally At one point disappeared. he forgot how to breathe. Like, yeah. Like, I, I didn't know how to drink water. I didn't know how to control my temperature. Like, like literally for a good three hours, like, I was just a fucking, like, a, a, a useless being. And But what was annoying, which was even more, what pissed me off was that I could hear everyone's, like, thoughts or shit or at least that's what I, I thought it was so it was like I couldn't tell if I was talking or if I was in my brain having conversations and like I was like talking to people and like you know it was just it was just a fucking crazy experience and like we're talking about like the whole Lion Gates thing which is kind of crazy is that like again like I kept losing track of time like I kept going like in and out of these kind of time crystals where I wouldn't be in my body, I'd be outside of my body and I could see everything that's going on. I could hear everything that's going on. I could like, like everyone around me was talking to me, but I couldn't understand. Like there were only certain phrases and certain things that were being repeated. And the only thing that I could verbally articulate at all for six hours before a while was like Shahane. Like, it was just crazy. And in my mind, visually, I was seeing people, like, hang themselves. The campground is on fire. At one point, like, um, it was like I was going blind. So I kept forgetting where I was. And I had to ask Shahane to, like, help me remember who I was. And, like, 
I don't know at points I was talking or if I was in my brain, but like I was saying like my social security, I was saying like my grandparents' addresses, telephone numbers. I was like yelling at Shahane to say only things that she would say. Like it was just like it was like the worst identity crisis I have ever fucking had. And like it was ridiculous. And it happened for six fucking hours, six hours of just in and out, in and out of like being there mentally and then not being there. And just like, it just sucks because I had Shahane just being like along with this bad trip with me. But yeah, it was ridiculous. But I'm sorry. That's like the long story short. Don't don't be sorry. That's also not the long story short. That's just the story as is. That's not long. That's not short. That's just that is the story. But I, I want to fill in some of those gaps. Oh, God. So, you also thought that you took two tabs. We found out after the fact that you accidentally cut yourself three. I why you gotta tell people I'm a drug addict? Why you gotta say that? No, because I think it's <laughs> I'm sorry. I whatever. We're being completely honest here. Yeah, it yeah. was too it, it was it was too much for the time. And yeah. I I've never done that much, honestly. I like I know my I know my limits. I wanna I don't drink, I don't do shit like that. I want I'm a yeah, very well, honest really, if you know really me. Good. If you know me as a person, my biggest flaw is that I'm too fucking honest, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things where I, I usually take two tabs. I know my limit, and this time I took too many. And again, I was it was fucking hot, ninety five degrees, humidity, camping, cooking on a fire. We did. We went. We hiked eight miles, almost dying. My grandmother said, why didn't I record it? Honestly. Honestly, and- Nana, I, I couldn't. And I'm so glad that I didn't because, uh, to be honest with you, so I was tripping too. So I took a tab. So it, so it was a bad trip for me, but I'm glad that I was also on it because if I was not on the same vibration as you, I wouldn't have been able to read you. And it, it, it was, oh man, it was fucking scary because what you say, you mentally were going through these time crystals what was happening in in this vibration that majority of people in the world are are on was every 30 seconds to six minutes i swear i I couldn't stop looking at my phone to check the timing yeah bro i mean too i broke my watch and i broke my 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 phone because i kept tapping the screen so damn much because I didn't believe I didn't I couldn't believe the time. Like, it felt like so much time was passing when barely anything wasn't. So another thing that I want people to consider is the the um b- basically all of all of the potential scenarios and possibilities come through during the portal. So the reason that eight eight is so important is because it's the okay, infinities. Wait, wait. Well, no, I'm not gonna go too deep into that. You're already going into it. I'm sorry. So I won't go into that part of it. But no, you can't. I was about to say, well. No, 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 because I still want to talk about the trip. Okay. And the thing that kept happening is like 30 seconds to six minutes, you kept going Shahane. And as soon as your face would drop, I knew we were back to center, back to center. So like every, it kept happening and a new vision would come up, a new nightmare scenario, someone you care about from work, your me, your spouse, then about three hours in when your consciousness started to come back, when you were like, wait a second, that's my wife. You start, that's when you started repeating things was about three hours in. So again, it's really interesting that these certain numbers kept coming up three, six, eight, 
Like there, there was a lot of this. Yeah, it's and, very like very sacred numbers. Like and again, like the power behind that shit and the energy that goes along with it. And it's just crazy. Like again, like it, it's just one of those but things. It's crazy that like you you started really hounding and asking on things that were important to you. But then at three hours, like it was a cutoff where I started to realize as long as I keep him roped in, as long as I keep roping him back into reality of who he is as a human being, we're going to make it through this. I just can't let him fucking forget who he is. So like mm -hmm. we keep going through these cycles, these cycles, these cycles to the point where this whole past week, I made it a rule that there he couldn't say my name. To yeah. me for a week I, I couldn't it was so scary i was running around yelling at niggas i was like <laughs> yo phil yo this is what i wanted to get to i understand that this was some of the scariest shit that you went through but like oh. on some real shit that was some of the funniest stuff that you screamed out at one point he made the entire campsite our home he set up the the lawn chair exactly where the desk is he's like all right this one my table at and like i can see him doing this thing because at one point he just wants to, just want to go home i just want he to just go want home to be comfortable and he just want to be home he's like where's my and then he's like where the fuck is my mom at <laughs> and i was like back in the bronx and he was like where the fuck are we and i was like vermont and he goes why i was like because we're camping. He goes, yeah, but why? Facts. And I was like, so that we could relax. He goes, nah, nah, nah. All this a lie. You a lie. And then he's like, who are you? You're not my wife. Facts. My wife wouldn't let me do this. You wouldn't let me embarrass myself like this. Why would we be here in Vermont camping? We don't do shit like this. You don't let he's me like, embarrass me. That's white me. people shit. Yeah. And then, and then. Like one of the a few spirals goes by, and then Philip comes back again. And he's like, "What the fuck even happened to COVID? Where's COVID at? Nobody got a mask on." And my coworker, and then Yo, funny, I, I didn't remember this. Son, and I'm I'm son, I'm first of all, I, the world needs to know. I have anxiety, like like that, not in an ironic way, like literally as far back as I can remember. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally having an, an anxiety attack the whole time. He's having a panic attack the whole time, and we know this because we checked the Fitbits, and we were in quote fat burn heart rate as our resting heart rate the whole 12 hour fucking day yeah so <laughs> yeah, yeah the anxiety and panic attacks were had but i was fucking dying and we had to call his moms and i'm sorry mama we call her and she yo funny as shit your mom does not help the situation she goes why the fuck do you have my son tweaking in the woods he is black out there with all those white people in vermont do not have him to get him some milk and i was like milk i'm like i'm in vermont in the woods how am i gonna get this fucking boy some fucking milk. milk like i could go to the corner store in a bodega i can't go to no fucking the fuck and then and then philip lord jesus you just start yelling i'm trying to go home Nah, nah, y'all trying to keep me here. This slavery. I'm trying to go home. Because in my visuals, like I was telling y'all, like, again, I kept flashing back between times and all this other shit. So it was just bad. Hilarious. But, um, Fucking hilarious. But long story short. And then somebody had to move their car, and they casually put it behind Phil's because they were like, there's nowhere else for me to go. I almost stabbed and that nigga. Yo, he immediately felt attacked. Why y'all trying to box me in? You think I'm a crazy black man? I gotta be fucking caged and shit? 
I wilded out for a second. But everything Yo, was, it was funny though. Everybody there. was like, and the thing was, which was, was making it even worse is everybody is drunk, high, or tripping too. So niggas is just laughing at me like this is a joke. Son, and I'm, I'm sorry, yo, but you were like actually fucking hilarious. What I'm freaking because the fuck at one out. point also you were having like Tourette's because then you just start. Yo, what from the Bronx? Because <laughs> and I was like, yo, what is it? Even if you're not a crackhead, if you from the Bronx and you tweak, and that's just all you fucking feel the need to say. It's, like you need to wreck your set till you die. Like, yo, and all I gotta say is this: nobody judge me. And like my boy Taya Verde says, sometimes, sometimes I do drugs, not hard ones, just ones that change my mind up. So please don't judge me if I light up, motherfuckers. But yeah, don't judge me. That's, don't judge me. It's okay. It's, it's okay. a song. It's a cool song. But um, it was it was just dope. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where, like, again, like speaking about drugs and all this other shit. Like every night, like again, like this is like keep cutting her off, and she keeps talking about this witchy, witchy fucking Lionsgate bullshit. Because every night before we try <laughs> to go to sleep. Shahani is always ranting about some fucking whatever the fuck shit, some hocus pocus, extra textural. Look at the stars. Look at these numbers. Oh, well, it's 505 right now. Synchronicity. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just all these other things. And again, it's one of those things where I'm just so pissed that this weekend that I plan to do these drugs and have this, this, <laughs> this, this whole spiritual experience with myself she didn't think to do the homework about this whole Lionsgate portal bullshit that ended up happening the same week, and I end up losing myself and end up almost dying. But um, it looks like this thing is it, it, it's a very significant time period that happens every year. Um, so I'm gonna pass it over to you because you did your research. I know you've been talking about this thing, but what happens is for all you motherfuckers that don't know. And if you do follow your like your astrology a day, you know your Capricorn horoscope bullshit, whatever the fuck. This one's a little bit different, but the Lionsgate portal is like it's a, it's an energy portal, quote unquote. If you believe in that stuff, that opens once a year on August eighth. Um, it's an event that's often um, kind of referred to as like eight eight, like Shani was talking about earlier. It's like that whole crazy number, the whole numerology stuff behind it. And spiritualists and astrologists like associate this number with like abundance and like great change and all this um, like whole energy and all this other amazing stuff. So it was just crazy where all this fucking dumb shit that shouldn't have happened happened the exact same weekend. So, so that's a perfect way to transition into what I gotta say. Uh, the. Um, it's oh, your mom said something interesting. Mm. Um, it's oh, yeah, amazing. My stepfather, crackhead, my mother said he go through this every year around his birthday in September. So it's like after this change of energy, it's like the crackheads come out at night. So we know, we know personally what it's like. But I'm sorry, Smokey, keep going. No, it's all good. So it's very interesting that actually the Lion's Gate is towards the end of Leo season. Uh, and I say that because eight is always associated with the number uh, eight is always associated with the lion for these reasons, August, the, uh, the sign Leo celestially. And one, I just want to point out that eight 
one turn sideways is the infinity number. Shout out to your baby brother because when we asked him, what's the largest number, Moose? He was like, eight. And we were like, say more. And he and goes- he just instinctively knew that. Right, and he just goes, well, I mean, if you turn it sideways, it's infinity. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. That's the largest number, right? And we just sat there and we were like, because, like, you can't, you're not wrong, right? So, anyways, shout out, baby bro. Um, but if you turn it sideways, if you look, obviously, it's the two rounded points, uh, two rounded ends that come into the very center point. And that center point is what I would call the gate. And that's what I would call the oneness. And that's what I would call the 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 beginning and the end. The or, big or the monks call it the now and the presentness, you know? So exactly. everybody calls it a different thing, you know? So Taoism, I think it's even called finding your state of flow to just be in the existence. So the yin and the yang, you know, right. as so above, as so below, like kind of all this kind of same weird talk you know how do you find your balance center point exactly so this is however this is also why when you say you were entering the gate you went through this this mind-numbing blankness and then you went through spirals of scenarios so basically it feels like you entered through that point and then you got sucked into this infinite infinity yeah. until you were able to get pulled back out from the center point yeah and In my, if i were to like visually explain your trip uh and it was fucking terrifying yeah because at one point in the beginning you literally went robot and it was an ego shell because what you say of you talking you didn't talk because and this it, was, is it was literally his eyes were vibrating and he, his, his he, there was no talking it was erratic movements like and because the word Shahane said was, why don't you just change already? Why stay there and be uncomfortable, right? And what ended up happening to me and some of the things that I was visually seeing in my trip were some of my biggest fears. Like one thing, like even right now, my grandfather's going through it. And like, I've always been amazed and I always talk so much shit. And I always joke about my grandfather. My grandfather, when he was younger, got into an accident when he ended up losing one of his eyes. So my grandfather is a one-eyed pirate. Like this thing is a one-eyed bandit. He is the real pot pie. And he is, he's been a trucker. He drove trucks his entire life. And now he's getting older. He's going to dialysis. He actually just had surgery on his eye. And he's been freaking the fuck out. And he's been hella depressed going through certain things because he's really afraid. Like he lost his vision for a while. And I told Shahane, I said, it's crazy. Like always my biggest fear in life always even when i was a kid i've always been afraid of the dark because i've always been afraid of closing my eyes and my eyes never being able to open back up again and that means dying or that means going blind either one of those things were just two things i've always been comfortable with but recently like you know talking to my grandfather i've been more atone and talking with that whole idea of going blind and just more understanding of it like trying to understand what it is that he's going through and trying to help him cope him through it and in my trip what ended up happening at first was a nigga went blind like i literally like i didn't see anything everything was white all i could literally physically see was shahane and i kept going through these weird everything portals. was white so all i could see was the whitest bitch <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Casper, you said it, but. You were thinking it. You said it. <laughs> but it's just crazy when you're talking about like this Lionsgate portal representing like this change of energy, you know, like, and, and the biggest thing is, again, this is why we said about the yin and the yang and the balances of energy. You always have to acknowledge that even though there's a positive side to infinite energy, infinite abundance and all those things, there's always a negative side as well. There's always this negative thing that is, exists to it. And the problem is, is sometimes when you give that thing power and you give it value, it's it, it overpowers you. It overcomes you. And that is the, the turmoil and that is the human experience is how do you bounce back from that shit? And it's just fucking crazy when I, again, going through a bad trip through a time when all this shit is happening in real life, in real astrological fucking time. Like, that's just fucking ridiculous. That's just crazy. And I kind of, and I told Shahane, I also find it very peculiar that, again, the Lions Gate is happening. I have oh, more stuff on You got more stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I barely, that I just wanted to, I, I, I haven't gotten rid of it. Oh, keep going. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, But, so basically, for people who, like, along with the Lions Gate, I know we touched a little bit upon the, the new moon aspect of this as well. The new moon is a time where you're supposed to be self-reflecting and um really just like taking a deep breath and thinking about what you want to do next like planning like, yeah manifesting your... putting that type of positive energy to kind of bring that thing into reality right and then the lion's gate technically some people observe it through the sixth through eighth because some people feel like there are which is true like the most potent and powerful day is always eight eight because of the, the basically the double energy of the eight uh, in that celestial time. And I'm going to talk more about what happens in the stars, but also there's always a few days before and a few days after every celestial event in which you can still feel and harness those powers. It's just always strongest on the day of the event. The reason why it's called the lion's gate and why it's so important and why it's associated with this time frame, and why the lion is also associated with the sun this all comes together once you realize this, basically this moment, it's when our sun, which its technical name is soul, S-O-L, it's when our sun, soul, meets um, the largest the largest star in our galaxy, technically Sirius, which is another sun. It's considered a class A sun because the surface of it is 17,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It is uh, basically double ours. Like ours is a joke in comparison. Mm. And so this is the moment that 8-8 eight, eight is... Oh, that, that has to be, be way hotter than that. I'm sorry. But yeah, keep going. That has It has to be hotter than that. Well, that's what the surface level is. I mean, but it still has to be hotter than that. All right, whatever. I, I was saying, we, I we can, that, that is what I had seen in my research. We can, I don't know, fuck it. It's hot as fuck. It, it, it's it, hot as Long story day. short. Yeah. So what ends up happening is this is the one time where Sirius and Soul are aligned. So what another way to view that is because Soul is a, uh, is a class B, I think, and 
um, Sirius is a class A, they're both sons. So you could say that our sun is aligning with its higher self. And Sirius has to dumb itself down a little bit to be digestible to our sun's vibration. So there's a bit of a merging happening. So this is another reason why it's called the dog days of summer because Sirius is a dog. And this oh, is, yeah. That's a, like, why is it a dog? Uh, it has it's some Greek shit. Okay, uh, okay, my bad. Okay. Sorry, I, I know that's mad ignorant of me. I know a lot of this stuff, but I can't keep all of it straight in my head. To be honest with you, I like too many things. But another thing that I can point out is that is why J.K. Rowling in Harry Potter did put um, Harry's grand uh, godfather Sirius Black. That's why his name is Sirius. He's the brightest star, but the forgotten son, and uh, because he's the one that they locked up in Azkaban. And he also is a dog when he transfigures. So she did take, that's one thing. She's batshit crazy sometimes, but she actually did do a lot of great research when she was building her story and her characters. Okay. So so, fun side note for my geeky friends out there. Okay. So another way to view this time is higher vibration of self. The only thing with that, and you touched upon it, is when you open the door you open the door for any fucking thing and you have this is why this main reason is why magic was reserved for the occult magic exists whether you for believe the nobility, in it the highest you know or for the 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 secret societies of the world the harvards of the world why elitism and occultism is matched together because people they feared this knowledge getting into the hands of the people not realizing that Maybe even the people who wielded it were not responsible because they were using it for dark things and dark magic. That's why we have things like Hiroshima and Nagasaki dropping on the Lion's Gate, for example. And that's why we have a lot of death. And like a lot of bad things can be associated with this time as well, because any time that there's something positive, there can be something negative. That's why sometimes a lot of horrible atrocities and sad things do happen during beautiful times like holidays. Right. Like it's really sad to say, but sometimes energies can be not intentionally, but sometimes energies can be manipulated by dark forces or, or just like the, the symbolic intentions. Like these holidays have like symbolic like origins and these symbolic origins have esoteric spiritual origins as well. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. meanings behind them as well. So that's when it all comes down to where you got some people who are people who practice white magic, good magic, who believe in the positives, you know, spirituality, all that good stuff. And then we got those nasty motherfuckers that we all hear about, the Illuminati, Skull and Bulbs, these secret societies who unfortunately practice black magic and bad rituals during these peak times, during these transitions, during these portals, during these big things, you know, and it's it's yeah keep going i'm sorry no you good it's just it's one of those things like you can you can so easily dismiss these things and be like oh devil worship blah, and like brush it aside but at the end of the day but why this, do they devil worship and why is it such a big thing and how can you get what i'm saying like and my thing is it. is like it's so funny to me that people will look into what an angel can do for you but nobody studies demonology even though that's a serious theology and part of christianity and all of the other different religions and especially the abrahamic religions and when you start to look into that you start to understand and i would argue that you can't really even understand the magic of 
any of the holy books until you really understand that they are magic. Your prayers mm. are spells. Yeah. The, the even then, me telling Phil, why don't you just go change already? I'm in word, his clothing, like, yeah, yeah. but apparently my attitude and what I really wanted was him to Work be on. happy, yeah, be comfortable. I don't want to see you miserable. That must have really been what I was trying to say when I said be comfortable because I whatever I projected hit him in his like hypersensitive vibration in my soul. That oh oh he's so smooth with it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gonna wrap this, this you know my hocus pocus section of the of the podcast up real quick with saying that. Whether again, whether you want to believe in it, you don't have to, but it is there and it exists. And the powers that be, if you're confused by them, just look into what they believe. And going back to pagan times, eight is such a, a holy number because it's the wheel of the year as well. So eight is all of the seasons and then the cross seasons. So, and then that also correlates to the different transition times of the year, your different harvests, and it also connects to the lunar calendar, again, like we talked about. So, and then one more thing, also shout out to my own heritage. The Armenians were always known as sun worshipers before we were Christian, and we've kept a lot of our pagan theology even through the, the Christian times. So, in a lot of the ways that uh, in Latin America and Spanish countries, the Christianity that they practice is intertwined with um, pagan paganism, and I would say a lot of um, traditional African gods and goddesses. Mm -hmm. So the same way that they worship saints, and all of those saints happen to have uh, African roots, the Armenians have our own saints and stuff like that that we pray to. So there are still some pagan worship things, and our wheel of the year is known as the Armenian uh eternity sign or areva sorry areva hatch which basically literally means star cross uh mm -hmm. sun cross sun cross so arev sun hatch cross so um it's not a cross it's literally a circle with eight beautifully weaved lines and it represents the sun but again one of our main symbols throughout history from the very, very dawn of our time has been the lion. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give a quick shout out to my own culture. That's something that I see repeated a lot. And it's something I mean, that I'm really happy to learn more about. The lion, again, that, that's the big thing with the sun, Jesus Christ, the, the sun. Jesus Christ. The, you know what I'm saying? Like um, um, the son of the Lord, um, the Zionists have like, Oh, the yeah. And there's a lot the of like overlay with um this time of the year in jesus because of the resurrection and shedding and being the higher version of yourself that's like really pretty much what jesus preached but it's going back to like you were talking about the numbers and the gates and how it's like the strongest you know between the six into the eighth right yes i'm gonna go on my conspiracy theory i'm putting my tinfoil Ooh. hat on shout okay. out to one of my favorite podcasts right now LOL. um i found it also extremely peculiar that noah the national oceanic and atmospheric administration just announced ironically that july 2021 was the hottest record excuse me the hottest month on record since they started recording things 142 years ago so again where's july that is the seventh month in the year which is right in the middle of when the lion's gate portal is opening and around this exact same time period 
We're not moving. What happened? Can you hear us, mom? I don't know. It says we're not. Mom says we're not moving. I don't know what's going on, mom. Maybe refresh real quick. Um, but it's also ironic again that this was the hottest time ever. The hottest month recorded was July, right? Right. This summer was one of the hottest summers ever recorded in multiple countries. Canada had a heat wave. There's a motherfucker. Mom says she's not smoking. Um, yeah, you are smoking. Um, there was a nasty heat wave in Turkey as well. Greece was when on we, fire. When we say heat wave, Turkey is on fire. Greece is on fire. Uh, multiple islands. Lebanon is on fire. Lebanon is... I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, you're quick. fine. Keep going. No, just keep talking. Lebanon is without... The whole country has officially failed. Lebanon is without water, medical aid. They barely have any electricity. They, uh, The entire infrastructure in terms of political is gone. It, the country has shut down. It, it, it. I, I have no words. I don't even know what to say. Like, and again, and ironically, and that's my mother's homeland. Like, I'm fucking broken. So we're just talking. The UN just released a climate report that's cold red. That humanity, that they basically are warning the planet that humanity has warmed the planet, and climate change is actually fucking real. So they're finally Siberia believing Siberia is that, on fire. Uh, yeah, Siberia, which is probably when they're saying every year they're the record the excuse me, the coldest temperatures recorded on the planet can be found almost arguably almost every year in Siberia. The shit is on fire right now. There are two million acres that are fucking burning in this place. Um, but just just again, um, talking upon this, the national inter inter intra-agency fire center um which is in the united states and they basically they keep statistics about what's happening um all the wildfires and shit all over the united states supposedly there are 103 large fires that have been going this summer alone and they're still actively going they have burned 1 million nine hundred and eighty nine excuse me 100 yeah one million nine hundred and eighty nine thousand eight hundred and forty six acres in 14 states there are nearly twenty five thousand wildland firefighters that are out right now personnel that are fighting all across the country right now with these fires and it's just one of those things where again you don't have to believe in the energy you don't have to believe in the um the symbology and all that other bullshit but it's just it's it's for me it's very very funny as a scientist when Five years ago, when I was going to school for environmental science and geology, people were fighting, talking about climate change isn't a real thing. You guys are fucking crazy. Fuck those penguins. Fuck those polar bears. Fuck those elephants. Fuck all those animals. We're all set. We have water. We have oil. Let's build bombs. Let's go to the moon. Let's do all this crazy shit. And now, all of a sudden, we have a, a pandemic happen. And now, oh my God, we have this new report that they've been... And the funny thing is, is they re they release and this is me being my person myself I do my research. They release this report once a year, excuse me, excuse me, once a decade, but they only worked on the report for three years, and they basically basically dedicated two hundred scientists from sixty five countries to look over fourteen thousand studies and research papers on anthropogenic forces on climate change. And now they've come to the conclusion, finally, 
that humans are a problem. And yes, climate change is real. However, and I will say this, fuck Biden, because also I just read in my economic newsletter the other morning that Biden went ahead and asked all of the major countries that produce oil in the world if they could hurry up and produce more oil than they annually would naturally produce because the United States is, quote, in need and gas prices are too high while simultaneously going on TV and pledging about climate change, doing all these things. But then behind closed doors, you're doing everything else. Just like how you pledge and do all of these things talking about racial equality and then behind closed doors, you're a disgusting dirtbag. I'm fucking sick and tired of it, dude. Like, But, but again, it goes back to... Life. Focus on renewable energy because that's the only way and, that and, we're going to move forward. And even then, I'm going to do a podcast later on when I want to look into renewable energy because a lot of people, and this is the part that sucks, everybody understands and we all hear renewable energy, but with renewable energy, there comes a cost. Like, even like these lithium ion battery, um, fucking what you call those, the, the place where they're mining the, the minerals to make that shit mm-hmm. is even more fucking polluting and hazardous to the environment than some of the oil fracking that we do right now. So even then, the whole idea of having us change our whole infrastructure to get off of crude oil and all these other things to transfer over to a new renewable, um, sustainable energy source. But in order to create that, it could be possibly more toxic or cost more energy to produce in the hopes of reducing our carbon footprint. Like, it's counterproductive to an extent. And it's just one of those things, like, these initiatives should have been adapted. They should have been put into place. We spent billions. We printed billions in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Now we're forcing people to adapt and wear masks and change vaccines and do all this and all these other crazy fucking things so that people can go back to living their regular lives. But unfortunately, with this new report, everything that's happening, we're realizing, unfortunately, there is no more normalcy. There is no more what it used to be. We have to look at how we can change ourselves to make it a better future. So we have something better to come back to. Like even this virus thing, like this is, it's kind of funny and it kind of sucks. I'm going to be honest with you that it took a COVID outbreak for niggas to realize to wash your hands. So maybe I should use hand sanitizer. Maybe I shouldn't be going into crowded spaces all the time. Maybe- Motherfuckers are just realizing that they need to shower at least once a week. Like, like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, you nasty motherfuckers. I will whoop y'all asses. Take showers. What's up, Eric? How you doing, baby? Hey, man. Hey, bro. But it's one of those where it's just ironic and it's annoying that, again, like, if you believe in the energy and you listen, because that's who we are as beings. That's what we truly are. When you really sit there and you really look at ourselves, like, it's crazy. The computer that we have, the, the cell phone that we are now slowly, Elon Musk is interfacing us with, is a simplified, easier version of how our brain processes and goes about allowing us to live the life that we do in this vessel. So it's one of those things that the technology that we love to become addicted to are only just a representation of us. But don't get addicted to the crack, homeboys. You know, like, love yourself. Don't don't lose sight of, you know, source. 
where the fuck are you going with this? I'm going crazy with this right now. What the fuck? I thought we were talking about climate change. Why are, are you talking, talking about, about robots and shit? Well, we are talking about that. I'm talking about just a controlled whole form about oh, everything. Oh, because of the mining for the lithium ion yes, batteries and, and shit. And a, and a dark... I was like, wait a second, wait a second. How we get on cell phones? No, but, I, but, okay, I, but, okay. I, but I'm also talking about dark energy. And like again, like these controlled people down the line. And that's what I'm trying to say. All this stuff is all interconnected. You know, as people, we always like to car compartmentalize things and separate them. Mm. But this whole human experience, like, it's all together. Like, it's all connected. Going Yo, back to mom, source. you a whole problem. This whole yeah, episode. Yeah, shut up. She's like, why are we not smoking? Get high. Get high. Spark something. Smoke some weed. Smoke some weed. Yeah. We're trying to save smoke. some weed. Yeah, niggas <laughs> is poor right now. Literally, I'm very poor. So I only had, listen again, y'all could donate. I'll send y'all, hold on. Matter of fact, I got the Patreon. We're going to have a little, we're going to have um, a little weed jar as our, as our tip jar. Word, like fuck out of here. Like I'm broke right now. I'm trying. Uh, After we shower and all that, we going to puff puff. Right. Because but, we practice proper hygiene. Yeah. But it's just one of those that it's, it's just. Oh, you know what? Yes, ma'am. And, and <laughs> sorry, because we're talking about all of these things like climate change and stuff like that. And I know it's extremely important and. I, first and foremost, like, again, Siberia is on fucking fire. Like, I, I literally can't even wrap my head around that. But I will say that it, it's here. It's real. And there are things that we can do as human beings, like as individual people. But really, like, we need to take a bigger look and hold our governments responsible and not expect them to take on more responsibility. Yes. Okay. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. And, and you, I'm gonna break. And you, I'm gonna break that down a little bit more for people. And, and what that means is, don't expect the government to pick up more tasks and to take things away and be like, "Don't worry, we're gonna do this," and you have to be okay with it. Don't let them like start to do that. Really. No, no, but that's that's the problem right now. Like even that's why now like everybody's freaking out with this forced vaccination and all that. Like all these places are falling apart, and everyone's like, "Let the government come in and save us." We have to think about what we can do ourselves. Well, regardless of the vaccination and shit like that, well, no, I'm so talking about literally the government. Only go the only thing that matters in this country is money. We are a capitalist society. That is literally what it is. So, okay, if you want to understand what we're going to be doing and what the government gives a fuck about, is who they get who who gives them money, who gives them power. Yep. So, at the end of the day. That's what we have to be concerned about. If these oil companies, if all of these other companies that attribute to horrible climate are giving us money, it doesn't fucking matter yeah. what anybody says or does. So we have to boycott certain things. We have to be careful. We have to look at who and how the money is coming in. And we have to be really careful about making sure we have morality through business. Yeah, yeah. That, that that That's the reason, like, I was going to touch upon COVID, but I was going to bring it into other things, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah, because I feel like now we can talk about it, but I wanted well, to make it, like, a money thing first. No, no, and, and you are correct, and that's what I'm about to say. It's just, like, we always depend on our government to get us out of these things. You know, they're greedy public, assi public assistance, you know, all anytime, um, even when you, when you lose your job, unemployment, you're like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to go out there and get another job. I'm comfortable because the system got me. Like, that complacency is what's got us into the, a lot of the problems we had. And I think I agree with you where now it's like, these niggas, excuse me, these people are not going to save us. We can't expect them to come and save us. We have to hold them accountable for doing things wrong and not looking out for us when they had the opportunity to. And now we need to change shit, mm -hmm. you know? And 
I'm gonna be honest with you. And like, it's okay to hold them accountable. Never forget that the press, the New York Times, all of the major agencies, the newspapers, all of that stuff, magazines, tabloids, this was all created in the very first place to make sure we had a control. checks and no, to make sure we had a checks and balances system against the United States government to make sure that people were consistently delving into what they're doing and making sure that any shady, shitty shit that they did was exposed. But mm. now they're paid off. And now whatever, and that's what pisses me the fuck off about Facebook, actually. And that's what pisses me off about Instagram and how, and Twitter and how they're censoring certain shit and how they're only listening to what certain government quote CDC and other things are saying. But a lot of the times that's flawed and outdated information by the time scientists come out with better stuff. And if you're blocking and hindering that just because it hasn't been quote certified by the right people the new york times changed their position like 15 times it in like the course of four months i subscribe to their newsletter every day like i read this shit every day the thing so, that's frustrating is when you limit that and when you have money controlling what the united states population sees that's when we live in this dystopian 1984 society and that's why we started calling this episode 2084 yeah. and like the yes, joke exactly because right now we don't know what the fuck is what no one knows what is what you just only can trust yourself trust your reputable sources you know do your own shit um and again just look out for your family and it's crazy how you were talking about um fuck i forgot my tangent what you were just saying right now i was talking about how the news was actually created to put a checks and balances system against the government to see if what shady shit was happening Exactly. And talking about shady shit, checking balances and, you know, we're having reputable sources. Um, I got a random kind of I saw something in the news and it kind of it bothered me a little bit because I, I didn't expect this from a nurse, but I did expect oh, it. this shit was fucking insane. But I did expect it from a German. I'm not going to lie to you. That's because, not a bad way because the Germans are always the ones that's doing some crazy shit with drugs. They always cheating, doing, they always fire. Oh, it's the Russians. That was not, that's the right. If you're talking about them doing like steroids and shit like that, that's the Russians. That's the Russians. My they bad. cheated like okay. every goddamn okay. Olympics See, and that's... we were like, it's okay. They'll kill us. The Don't say anything. Okay, my bad. So I fucked that up. I got <laughs> yeah. that wrong. I got them. I got them mixed up. They cousins. They yeah, right that next was to that each other. Soviet era doping. Okay, my bad. Well, literally, authorities in North Germany have asked more than eight thousand people to repeat their COVID vaccinations because now there's a nurse that is suspected to have injected over, and the, the total number is eight thousand five hundred fifty-seven people with a saline solution instead of the COVID vaccine. Fucking insane. And that, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, that is one very, very scary to think about, but also at the exact same time, that is fucking hilarious, and I'm also very, very pissed off, because why that bitch didn't have a Reddit page and she wasn't telling everybody where she was giving these fake shots so niggas could come through and get their cards. Because now niggas is getting arrested for photoshopping fake fucking COVID ID cards. So it's like, yo, bro, what y'all want from a nigga? Are you dead What ass? you niggas want from a nigga? Like, oh I'm just God. trying to make it happen, bro. She over here falsifying and try she, she, she really trying to kill niggas. And I'm just trying to live my own life. Well, like, I'm just trying to function. Like, uh, You're hilarious. I but, can't believe she did that shit. I feel like give everybody the choice 
And anybody who's going to take it, they're going to take it. Anybody who doesn't want to take it, they're not going to take it. But to take away people's choice by also giving them something fake, I feel like is still wrong. Because but, that is still taking away somebody else's choice to get it. But I'm not going to lie to you, talking about checks and balances and keeping people accountable and all that other shit. Her boss should have noticed. 8,000 people. Yo, actually, Wait, facts. Because what do you do? Like shots. 20 to 30 people a fucking day? But even like, like Masani, that's two shots. So that's 16,000 vials of COVID vaccines. They that, all Wait a second. They all got two rounds of it? She got she made it through two rounds each Yes, person? that's what I'm trying to say. So she did that's 16,000 shots she administered that they didn't notice we're still that's in late. stock. I thought it was 8,001 rounds. No, but that's what I'm trying to say. So all this oh people, and like that, that's even funnier. So it's like you are a bad employer that this bitch, and wait, let me and a fun fact, they also caught her back in April. They caught her doing this. That would take like a year of injections if they injected 24 people a day. But wait, but that's my point. In April, they caught homegirl, and what happened was she admitted to giving six people the saline solution. As a cover-up because she quote unquote dropped the vaccine vials on the floor and she didn't want to get in trouble for that. Um, so that is what sparked this investigation from the get-go. But my thing is that was in April to think about. So it is it's one of those like, yo, bro, we in August. That was in April. That was six people back then that she admitted to. Come on, y'all don't notice that y'all got ample amount of fucking vaccines just chilling in the freezer. People all over the world, literally, y'all just caused the earthquake in Haiti. Shout out, rest in peace, um, again to Haiti right now. If y'all don't know about it, there was an earthquake that um the Rothschilds and all these people just sent over there this weekend. Unfortunately, um, if you guys do not know, Haiti did not fully recover from that first earthquake that happened fucking eleven years ago. So it sucks that they just got hit by another stronger earthquake than and the original their fucking one. president was just assassinated so they're in a very very like fragile political state so the fact that now they also have to bounce back from another earthquake political recovery it's all just, this shit is mounting to yet again another country that's about to fail so it just sucks again um damn i don't remember where i was going with that but it's just one of those like God the dog damn. days of summer jason we're in it's just so much shit. shit of it and like, I don't understand how nobody caught this bitch. Nobody caught her. And what's even worse, and this is what gets me mad, and this is the white privilege part about it. So there are witnesses. Is it white privilege? Is Germany and everybody's white? Yes, yes, it's still white privilege because even though there are witnesses that are being questioned that have verified that were able to point this bitch out, there are still no charges that are being brought against her. None at all, literally. Wow, but then a black mom in Florida gets both of her babies taken away right after giving birth. A natural birth in her house, even though she followed all the laws. Wow. So again, accountability, things of that nature, where this is one of those where like, and I'm not going to lie to you, what sucks the most about what she did, where I feel like she should be trialed more than anything, is the fact that many of the people of the 8,000 almost 9,000 people that were affected by the saline solutions, um, majority of those were over the age of 70, which Ooh. fall within that high-risk group of people of the pandemic. Oh, so they just running around thinking they're safe and shit. And they're not. And that's the thing where it sucks. But oh, the no. thing is, and this is where I, again, conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat, I want statistics on the people who got the fake saline solution who caught COVID. If they're all fine and they're all set, then... 
was the rock. I mean, I know it's something wrong with it. Like they wanted the vaccine to be safe and whatnot, but if they didn't get the vaccine and they run around this bitch safe, all fine and shit like that. I got some more but questions. Hell of a drug. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, and this is where again, like, are we all running around with a placebo? Is that why? Is that why that right now we're having an outbreak with these variants that are going around? Because maybe some people got the actual COVID and some people got Yo, the you're saline. Close, but you're fucking killing me right now. Because I'm not trying to get banned. This is just an open conversation talking about some real shit, my nigga. Like, this is some crazy shit, bro. Oh my god. Um, I think, and then again, just to follow up, of these eight thousand five hundred and fifty-seven people that were given this placebo shot, um, the Again, the authorities have reached out and asked all these people to make new appointments. Um, as of, I don't have an exact date, but basically 3,600 new appointments have been confirmed of all the people who were affected. Um, so Hi, so they, they get into the they, They're going to be all set. These people are going to be fine. It sounds like these niggas are fine already, but we will hope. It's, it's just crazy. Um, and I, all I got to say is this. Because I, me being my conspiracy theorist and all that other bullshit, Henry David Thoreau once said, disobedience is the true foundation of liberty. The obedient must be slaves. <laughs> um, I love Thoreau. But also, before we, cl- before we like get to- That give a fuck. I'm sorry, you know? Before we get to, to this part, there's something else that I wanted to say real quick, which is going backwards a little bit. I realized you were so vulnerable when you were talking about your acid trip, but I didn't say the the shitty thing that I went through, which was I had to be faced, and I feel like it's only fair if I share the demons that I had to deal with. I had to be face-to-face with having to trust myself. And with you being in that state, I had I had to have zero doubt, and that shit was fucking scary, especially for someone like me who's consistent consistently like not like my demons are a hundred percent like consistently shitting on me that is always what's happening in my head so then to have to turn that all the way off and to to just trust and know that everything was going to be okay as long as i kept doing what felt right fucking terrifying but it was a really strong exercise especially through having an anxiety attack so a lot of demons but also eye-opening no so I just wanted to say that, like, you were so vulnerable, but I, I, I felt like I had to also be as well. No, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Without uh, you, bitch, I probably would have jumped off that cliff. At honestly. one point, you did get in the car and you were like, I'm leaving. And we thought that you were going to, like, smash through trees to get out. No, high as fuck. And I didn't believe that, that none of these hilarious. people was real. And what happened was my technology, every time I looked at my phone and shit, like, I couldn't see the technology. Like, I would look at the screen and there would be nothing there. Which was just I a visual look, trip. Yeah, just, like, like, his phone was working. Yeah. Um, like, actually, my phone died. That's what's actually funnier. For, like, okay. two minutes and then I found a charger. Um, same thing on my watch. Like, for I was him, just, it was, like, a long time. I was just freaking out and I kept telling everybody, like, I told Shahane multiple times, like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And my thing was, like, I felt like everybody was forcing me to stay and I felt like I was in this weird fucking loop that was never ended. So I was like, okay, if that's the case, I was like, I got to see if I can control something in this bitch. So, like, I hopped in my car and, like, I cut the car on and I, like, started changing, like, the, the stations and all that shit to make sure that everything was, like, legit. Yo, he pulled out his wallet. He looked at his ID. He was like, 
oh, so that's what I look like. Yeah. Okay, that that's, that seems right. Yeah, yeah. Bronx, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. They don't even say Bronx no more, bitch. Just say fucking Woburn. Yeah, you were tripping though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You're funny. Whatever. I don't know. You didn't say bro. You didn't say Bronx that time. I know I'm bullshitting, but you did say Bronx a lot. That shit was fucking hilarious. Oh shit. So we talked about dystopian societies. We talked about changing energies. We talked about a whole bunch of dope stuff. Um. So we're gonna segue on to our last segment of the podcast today, and we've introduced this. Um. What do I call this? We've introduced this. This segment multiple times, and we only usually we do it for products that we like, and we kind of give them a shameless shout out. We don't get paid for this, we don't get sponsors. All this shit is all out of pocket, all out of love. At least right now, once we get sponsors, y'all will definitely be here. And actually, if you like a sponsor, whoa, us, bitch, <laughs> we do have one sponsor, don't we? Do we? Yeah, we do, right next to you. Oh, yeah, it's called motherfucking self. <laughs> That's what it's called. Okay, I'm gonna like move closer to the camera and I'll let you do the talking. So, really quick, today's episode, aka the Lions Gate, welcome to 2084. For all you niggas that might be getting shut right back the fuck back down in the motherfucking pandemic because y'all wanna go partying, you wanna go to verses with the locks and dip set and watch niggas get fucked up, you wanna go clubbing and doing all that crazy shit. Today's episode is brought to you by Pudgy's Pottery Box. Everyone right now, if you're at home, you're afraid, unvaccinated or vaccinated, you're not sure if you want to go outside and do certain things. You might want to do something artistic, but you're not sure where you want to do these things. Here is your solution. You can actually do a home at home. You can have a whole activity at home at your own leisure. Inside of this box, we provide you guys with five pounds of clay with also an instructional mat that kind of guides you along this whole activity where you can make little pinch pot figurines in your house. Hey, look at that cool, fun little mat. Don't it look like an old school Fruit Loops box when you get high and you just want to play with it? You don't even want to eat it? Oh, you're so cute and adorable. Um, also inside the mat are some tools that you can actually play with to you know do some fun edits and some fun last little tweaks on your clay. As you guys can see, we also provide you with a paintbrush and a varnish that will you can put on to your piece after you let it dry for 24 to 48 hours. Actually, it's 48 to 72 hours. Right. Excuse me. Don't do drugs. We also provide you guys with a link with a QR code that sends you to a YouTube video where you can watch our actual interact. That's not an interactive, but you can watch Shahane walk you through the whole entire um, lesson. And you can either follow along with the mat, you can watch the thing, or you can do both. Whatever works for you, motherfucker. It's all good. And who helped us design the mat? And this is all designed by who, again? The Poof and the Smooth, a.k.a. our motherfucking selves, Pudgy Productions. It will be listed on our website pretty motherfucking soon. It is right now. The price is going to be $75 plus shipping and handing. Um, there are two different levels. There is a beginner level and there is an, an expert level. There will be multiple mats as well. There will be some fun photos and all that shit going on to the website. Check the IG, Shameless Pug. There goes your sponsor for today's episode. So there goes the plug talk. But we are also going yes. to be introducing, um, and this is all, again, really dope, fun shit we've been working on behind the scenes. We designed all this stuff. We sourced all these things. This is our pilot right now, what you guys are seeing. 
once we get feedback from you guys, we get some more um, funds. Uh, we will be changing things, getting it better, expanding, doing a whole bunch of fun shit. But we are excited to finally um, present it to everyone. We actually, what, yesterday was the first, like, exclusive world premiere at our show. World yeah. premiere, even though we were in one town. But it was really dope, and it was cool to just get some feedback and to hear people just be excited about the product. Um, and we're really excited to just get some sales and see how people enjoy using it. Word. Um, and we appreciate everybody. Everybody was really excited about the product, too. So exactly. it was nice. It was nice to see that it was well-received. Exactly. But we are going to be starting a Dope Thoughts book club. Yay! Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. That's how we originally came up with this podcast idea. We went through this audio book kind of podcast phase where we were both obsessing and listening to some of our favorite shit and then we were like you know what let's talk because we like listening to other people talk mm -hmm. well now and we were also both really depressed at the time and yeah. it was a good way for us to bond uh and and connect in the best way too because when you and i first met the way that we met was literally i mean obviously these it was like hilarious. These conversations yeah like we would literally we'd have class 8 a.m and then we'd be on my bedroom floor talking until like 5 30 in the morning about any and every fucking thing from religion to aliens like the same shit as the podcast right yeah. so it, it was just like the which you know, arguably age religion and alien could be the same thing it is but whatever thing. uh but <laughs> But again, my point being, like, that's how we met. So then to once again introduce this kind of theological aspect of the podcast, I'm f I'm fucking hyped. Like, yes. I'm really excited to have these kinds of in-depth conversations that yes. push your, your mind. And yes, and we're both very scholarly driven people. We both love to learn. We like, And it's one of those things that because we're both intrigued and both motivated by different things, at the exact same time, we're, we both love to learn more about each other. Yeah. So when we now, with this book club kind of idea, we're both going to be picking either books that either one of us want to read, have read, our favorite books, you know, kind of one of those things. And we're going to talk to you guys and give you guys reviews, give you guys our opinions, have open conversations about some classical books, or give you guys recommendations of books that maybe you should read or maybe shit that you have read before. So one the way that I wanted to start and it happened because I found myself throughout the past, I'd say, I don't know, two years, almost the entire time frame of the pandemic. Ironically enough, I felt myself referencing the book, I, a book I read in middle school called The Giver. And it was by Lois Lowry. And it was it was produced in 1993 which is hilarious because it's the year that both of us were born <laughs> and to me the book was so it's so funny because i never remembered all of the details all all that i wispily remembered was that there was a main character that had to house the emotions of an entire civil like community society. an entire society slash community and that was really the gist that I kept remembering. And I, I would reference that idea a lot recently. And so finally, I was just like, let's do it. Let's read this book. And we found on Libby, shout out, which and is that part was of our plug talk. One, Go of ahead. Our, one of our original plug talks was I told you guys about the Libby app. 
which is basically a free app that you guys can download, which teams up with your local library where you can actually reserve other audiobooks from any of your library in the areas using your library card. And you can listen to these things off of your phone. And they basically give you the same two-week duration kind of borrow period. But again, like why spend money? Why get Audible? Why get all these other things? Like I'm poor. I'm broke. I can't even afford weed right now. I mean, this also helps support your local library. Exactly. You know, especially with everything right now, ad funding, clicks, all that other bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yes, this does give money to these people. So we looked on Libby and they had the giver. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's listen to it. And I, my thing was, I remember this was one of the books in middle school. Like when you're reading 1984, The Alchemist. I read 1984 in high school. Okay. I read 1984. I'm pretty, I think in, in um, I don't I think it was middle school. Um, cause I had an, well, well, I had an advanced reading level. I also read Don Quixote and fucking like, I still don't, I, I don't, I, I'm surprised that they let you read um, Don Quixote without giving you prior warning on the fucking, what the fuck the book was about. That book was the worst book of my life. I feel like you need um, a, I, you need a synopsis before reading Don Quixote. So you yourself don't fucking lose your mind. But. As a kid, Don Quixote was the worst book to read because it's about a nigga who's crazy with his imagination. So imagine, but especially like, imagine living in the Bronx where you already see motherfuckers tweaking on the street, and then you read Don Quixote. You just sitting there like, that's is my this stepfather. A crackhead? Like, that's my stepfather. Yo, facts. Um, I'm sorry. But listen, this book club is about to be hilarious considering who is running it. Exactly. Uh, that's just all I have to say. But <laughs> but I agree with you. But it was just really dope that this was the first book that we were like, all right, let's get into it and let's listen to it. And I don't, I'm not gonna lie to you, I I really enjoyed it. Like comparing it, and it's the reason I brought up like 1984 was because George Orwell was one of the first authors in the 1940s to touch upon this idea of like these dystopian novels that existed in like realistic societies and they kind of paid tribute to like these totalitarian totalitarian societies that existed now after like these post-World War II regimes like these socialistic these communistic um first you know second world third world first world countries that were slowly becoming a part of you know the, the world society you know like I, like i don't I mean, know I, I mean, maybe like i'm saying people, this wrong no it's all good i mean i just i feel like people forget so often that the quote liberal countries which is honestly a little bit fucked up to think about because it's really just like the western countries that shit is they, they they won the war by chance like almost the communist powers were about to be the powers that reigned the world and i think that we forget that it's very easy to shift a mentality it's very easy for people to jump from socialism to communism or to um to fascism and that's one of the biggest concerns and it's like okay how much freedom and liberty do you give and how much power do you give to a to a government and to a people and it's constituents exactly where is the balance where are the boundaries how do you draw those boundaries how do you make sure that those boundaries aren't taken advantage of through a system that is easily corrupted because it's funded by money you get what i'm saying like there's a lot of layers that happen and the reason that i love both of these books, like you touched upon what why it's important to bring up 1984 and these like Animal Farm, all these types of Ex- dystopian yes, yes, books, ma'am. like mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of them that the came theology about theology that they touch upon. Right. Like and, and this idea of like sheeple and falling in line and this repetitive slaves doing what you're to called, the system, right, like, sameness. Exactly. And this feeling of like 
doing what your community does because that's what's right. And if you do anything outside of that, that is actually a greater sin than, for example, murder. If murder was normal in your society, like the purge, and you're just sitting there like, peace and love, man, you're the fucking maniac that needs to be murdered, right? Like that, you're the outlier and that's not okay because different is terrifying. And that's one of the reasons why communism even came about. Fucking because in my own so family, my my father told us stories about how his someone that was like his goddamn brother was shift off to fucking Siberia for owning a leather jacket that was just gifted privately under the table. No one was supposed to know. And he was so proud to have it that he fucking he he was he was willing to die for what he stood for. And the thing is, and like Shahana said, the problem is, and again, and this is what's fucked up in these societies, everyone has a time. There's a time frame, there's a line. You get your shit when it, when it's supposed to be given to you is when you get it. If you get it out outside of when the government tells you, it's a crime. So it's things like that when, like, in America, we we complain about, oh, mask mandates. We complain about so many liberties that we have. You get what I'm saying? Like, the 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 this thing that we have, this democracy, this capitalistic society that is a gift to us as a whole, like, to realize, like, some people, this, this shit is a figment of an imagination. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like, when we wonder how people sneak from North Korea. You know, like, when people run away from Cuba, they swim. Niggas swim from Cuba to the United States to escape communist regimes. You but know? I think it's also really important to remember that as much as people are ready to run away from from communist regimes today in the world that are happening right now, I think a lot of times... And especially because it's the home front, we get cocky. We feel like it can't come here. Like, don't think that your own life and country can't be run over and taken over by a, quote, sameness mentality. I won't say communism. This isn't about to be this whole debate no. on what sort of political structure is best or not best. Obviously, fuck fascism. Like, obviously, I'm not a fan of certain types of things and obviously i'm a very liberal person i, I think it's kind of like the but the, the what's really cool is that this book touched upon this idea that some of these societies they work for the people that's the most fucked that's up the, part the surface intention even though it comes from a low vibration of fear exactly and that's why the, the giver was such a great book and i love the giver so much because like we're talking about all these dystopian societies and whatnot. The whole premises of the giver of the book is the main character of the story is Jonas. a child, Jonas, who gets like everyone in the job in the society at the age of 12, they are assigned their job in society forever. That is what you are going to do. So like niggas go to trade school to be an electrician and all that shit. You don't even get to choose that. There are people that are above you. There are elders that watch you when you're from when you're a kid, and they psychoanalyze all the characteristics, all the decisions you make, all the interactions you make with all the people around you, and then they assign the perfect the perfect position for you and society. Like choice is not given. You can't. And one thing I'll say, I love the artistry and how Lois writes this book. Because all of the details are very subtly revealed to you. And if you're not paying attention, you could fucking miss them. But, like, for example, you don't see color in this book. 
it's uh, never mentioned it, it, until later on yeah, yeah like these motherfuckers don't see color they don't uh they don't hear they, don't they have can't feelings. hear different pitches they don't have feelings they they have pills that erase their uh emotional memory their dreams they don't feel pain because they have pills that wash it all out and not in like a, oh i took a Tylenol because my hip hurts in like it's, a, it's all... i don't have the memory of ouch anymore and and that's the crazy thing where like this society it got to a point where they figured out how to take by by chemically like some stepford wife shit yeah like like by chemically altering and dumbing down and giving you guys like giving taking away choice and giving you certain drugs and teaching you from a very young age that this is the way it was like there was no more choice and everyone was okay Motherfuckers with it took away hills they took away sunshine they took away weather patterns and wind they took away birds this community had nothing nothing but there was an outside it was known there was an outside world like there were definitely other communities neighboring communities and this but this community was locked in this is all they ever knew this was what they were born into exactly what and else is there to know to give a fuck about to question and jonas gets assigned he doesn't know what job he's going to be assigned no one knows unfortunately some people have an idea because like some of us like you might be talented at math you know at the age in third grade and you know sixth grade you're still fucking really good at math ninth grade you're really good at math Kind of, you, you. By the time you're thinking about it, by the time you get to college, you're gonna think, okay, I need to do something with math because I got this skill. Yeah. Right. Jonas was one of those people. He never really knew what he was gonna do. But he was also curious and good at a lot of random shit. Exactly. He was very open-minded. He was a kid. Exactly. Yes. And what ends up happening is Jonas gets assigned this a job as the receiver. And what the risk, which sounds like a sports, like that, that sounds like a sports position. Wide receiver. Fucking hilarious. Or, or I mean, or it sounds like a, a gay dude, like a gay bottom, like a power bottom. He's the receiver. One or the other. That's kind of funny. Fucking dying. I'm joking. Haha. The That's hilarious. Receiver. Okay. Maybe not. Um, but no, but, that was but, hilarious. That was just so like, my brain was so random. not there. Yeah. That was just so fucking funny. But what the job of the receiver is, is this person must be a vessel to retain. The receiver of memories. And feelings and pain of the society. And, and joy and shit. They everything. don't feel anything. Exactly. They don't feel the good, the bad. They're like, if you can feel the good, you'll have choice. If you can feel the bad, you might choose bad. Don't feel a thing. Let other people who are way more responsible do the thinking for you. And this is a quote from chapter 8, page 63, where this is a kind of an insight oh, Ooh, of, quotes. of what the receiver job is. And this is the old receiver explaining to Jonas what this new job is. And he says, you will be faced now with a pain of a magnitude that none of us here can comprehend because it is beyond our experience. The receiver himself was not able to describe it, only to remind us that you would be faced with it, that you need immersed courage. So basically, so no, I, I want to correct one thing. That was that this, wasn't the that wasn't the the quote giver, the old receiver. That was actually when he got the assigned. Head of, yeah. yeah, that was the head, the one of the heads of the community telling him what his assignment is. Yeah, and that was part of explaining what the assignment is: is giving them this warning that you have a great honor, and people would treat him with honor, but it was a falsity because once he started to receive these emotions and that's part of like because something else i want to touch upon about this book at the beginning of the book when it first starts 
there's a lot of things that I think are really interesting that they do. That it sounds cool as that, fuck. Yeah, that you and I actually were like, I wonder about this. Like, for example, what they do, they all sit down every day and have dinner together. Oh, fuck that. Fuck the dinner thing. Every morning, the family sits together and you talk about your dreams. Yeah, you and every night you, you talk about your feelings throughout the day. Like, you talk, we're we have a reflection about... on the day. Exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So don't say fuck my point. Both of our points are good. But I'm like, say fuck. I'm, I'm sorry. No, you good. But like the, but at, like at the end of the day, they talk about, uh, oh, this is how my day. That's I just started with that because that's how the book started with it. Okay. And uh, they talk about their feelings and all of that stuff, and they they discuss it. And the parents help the kids process their emotions and they teach them about it. And they're like, oh, that's not the right word to use for this emotion, actually, sweetheart. This is the proper word. You know, that actually is a lot stronger. You know, it's really just like an educational thing. And it they sounds the, good. They, they give the kids a sense of self. You know, like, like and that's right. at least, a at sense least of that's understanding what and how to process what you go through, a healthy coping. It sounds like it would be beneficial. But then you start and to then realize, in the morning, like you say, but before we jump onto that in the morning, like you say, if you want to talk about that, like their dreams, they discuss and their parents help them walk through their dreams and shit. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things where like they, they, they've car compartmentalized their society in such a way that people are okay with certain uncomfortable things that they shouldn't be. But then there is no self sense of identity. The only self sense of identity you really have is the job that you do. But even and then, the, you're given a name, even though it's recycled once you're quote released. Right. And even then, that whole idea, like, and that's like, it's just, it, and it's kind of my thing is, and it's just really fucked up. And the reason I love this book a lot, I guess, the I, it, it resonates with me a lot is I love how um, Lois uses like the pure curiosity and the pureness and the joy of a kid to challenge this mindset and to challenge these rules and to challenge the social norms because a kid will only do what they are taught. A kid will only replicate what is installed inside of him. And once Jonas, because again, they live a very sheltered life and because they take certain pills and things, are washed out of their brains they can't really imagine when he is installed these memories from the past and he's able to experience things that he's never able to experience before he was things like snow things like happiness things like war things or just, like a bike ride downhill fuck that a red apple he never even knew that the apple was red like it's things like that where just like they he was or even then even then to touch upon that there, even though the apple was red and they couldn't see color, they also was only red apples. There was no variety of apple either. So because he would say every day the same red apples. It wasn't like there was randomly a green one or a golden smith or something like that. Like there was only ever just the red delicious. Like so even then everything is engineered towards sameness so that there's no variety in these communities. That's a terrifying way to live and it's the wrong thing to expose to a child and i think that's what was so great that lois kind of made everyone realize like yes these dystopian societies can happen later on in life you know yeah there are different regimes that exist but at the end of the day like there are some things intrinsically as a person that like just don't sit right and it, it 
own an, an, an adult can be lied to, they can be brainwashed, they can be manipulated, they can be forced. Because they can be so many things that you can do to an adult to make them just willingly submit to certain things, right? But with a child, like even like you tell a child not to do certain things, and the only way they learn is they gotta burn themselves. They have to hurt, they, they have to go through certain things. Like they're always going to ask, they're always going to be curious. And that's why I love that. Again, in comparison to like 1984. 1984 was one this old guy in the society that didn't make sense. When in here, this was this kid in the society, and he didn't, he himself didn't feel comfortable. He knew he couldn't change the society, but he could change himself to an extent. Well, actually, I would take what you're saying a step further and say that at both adults and children can be manipulated because yes. it's it all comes down to the same thing with your trip it all comes down to are you focusing on your ego or are you focusing on elevating your higher self because all of these dystopian societies look at a young and an old explanation of what's happening because even in 1984 there was a child even in fahrenheit 451 there was a kid in a book like there's always these sparks that start up and when you have dystopian societies oftentimes it's because choice was taken away because the responsibility that was given to the people was not utilized properly and quote I, quote like not saying that's accurate but that's the excuse given no and but what's dope is also to see the battle and the challenge between like nature versus nurture mm -hmm. like these people were nurtured to have these things taken out of them to become numb to become these one type of things but nature intrinsically, who you are as a person, who we are as Yeah, people, you can't engineer you it can't. out. That's why they still had special jobs. They had to be watched. They still had to have somebody that retained emotion mm -hmm. to know what the fuck to do when it happened. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's you what can't I was engineer. To to yeah. I was saying before. Yeah, and you can't engineer why... a person out of a person. You can try your hardest, but you can't be a robot. And it sucks because even then, like, it's crazy now. A kid, what we're doing with our kids now who have ADHD, who have too much energy, who people don't understand because they're too emotional. We're giving them yeah, fucking drug drugs. Them the fuck up We're because I can't deal up. with you. We're not listening to them. We're not giving them outlets. We're not giving them the right resources, the right support to be there to actually understand to give them everything they need. Simultaneously, to yes, ma'am. Sorry, go. No, I, you're fine. No, to I'm prosper done. and simultaneously, if you're the type of person who is like, nah, my kid's perfect, and ignoring the fact that they need assistance, that is also highly irresponsible. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a fine balance. Everyone has different and, and particular needs, and everyone needs to be catered to in a unique way, and I think that is also a part of what's touched upon in this book. It, it, not everybody is a one-size-fits-all cap, and you can't just machine-orient shit. Really, we should be thinking about how to reframe society in a nurturing way that focuses on how to uplift and bring up individuals because differences are needed in order for society to move forward in a healthy progressive and integrated natural way and everyone has different needs you can't force us all in the same box exactly yeah. everyone is different and that's the way we have to approach all this shit you know, even now when we're looking and this is and that's why it was just crazy to read this book and to look at. And that's why we said, welcome to 2084. Look at the society we're in now where people, again, we don't know. People are so confused. People are so brainwashed. People are so manipulated. People are so overwhelmed where they will easily just take 
whatever it is, as long as they can go back to just being feeling okay and complacency and normalcy. And it's like, and it isn't, wouldn't you argue that's exactly how you felt during your trip? I'm just dying to feel comfort. And but that and but right? my body was basically like, no, you need to go through this. You mm. have to go through this. It's not what you want, it's what the fuck you need. Mm. And that's the difference. And that's what was really cool. And like, we're not gonna ruin how the book ends for you guys. But um, I will say how she ended it and how and the trip it takes you is almost the emotions you feel going through it. I wonder if it's almost some of the similar emotions Jonas would feel about unanswered questions. What's what's on the other side? Like like all all of these like is that really how the book ends? What does that ending mean? Because like one of the things that you and I I, I don't want to ruin it. One no, fuck the, that we're ruining it. The know, way like, the book ends, it either ends that he reaches civilization and passes out, or he dies. And and that's. And I think he reaches civilization, but actually I also do and I don't, but you go ahead and tell me what you but, think. But that's the beauty in like the way the artistry that she put the book was like- the It's on kid. some inception shit. Yeah, like the way they left it was like basically, because again, his job was receiving memories, you know? And he also- Really pass- receiving experience too, experiences. And he also Good realized that he at one point could pass his memories down to babies. So he tries to run away with um one of um one of the younger kids that wow. his family is taking care of. I, um, I'm I, sorry, I don't give a fuck. We ruined it. No, 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 it's okay. I wonder about that actually because there was a motif in the book, the light eyes. Only a few people in this town. You, could, if there were differences, you couldn't talk about them. Mm-hmm. And so one it was thing, rude. It, it was, was rude, rude, and rudeness was a law. You couldn't be rude. And you get three choice. You get three chances, and I was. You get three chances in this society, and if if you break any of those three chances, you get released. And, and we but, didn't find out what release was and, until the end of the story. You know, like it was such a commonly used thing. Like everybody, everybody heard it. alert release. They just didn't fully understand what it meant. Like, it was a common thing, you know, like, even with us, like, when you hear certain, like, I don't even, I, 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 again, I don't want to use the word to hint what it actually it, means. It's all good, but but um, anyway, so there was this, this motif of light eyes, and there was a baby that was staying with Jonas in his family unit that they talked about, and that's another thing. The, the dynamic of the book is fucking insane, because the same people that give birth are not the same people that have the, the families. The kids, yeah. So it's like, it, it's this weird cyclic kind of fucked up thing to think about, but like, you're no longer um, seen as a person. You're, you're seen as a commodity. You're a, wor- you're a worker. Yeah. yeah. You're a cog in the machine. Yes. And that's all. That's all and your you emotions do. are secondary. They should be processed because otherwise you'll probably kill yourself. But it's really just a, uh, a, a, a finality that they can't iron out, you know? And the thing about the light eyes that I want to just touch upon is the baby that was staying with them had the light eyes too. And the giver, the, the older receiver, the one that was trying to, to prep the new receiver, Jonas. Um, and you never hear the giver's name. He's just known as the giver, but what he also has the light eyes as well. Jonas does too. Yeah, Jonas, exactly. So all of them have the light eyes, but one of the, the interesting things that was hinted at, was um oh maybe you have the same birth mother 
So I think that there's almost something that might have to be a part of the DNA mm. to be passed down because then you also find out that little extra thing at the end, which I won't ruin in the book, but yeah. that last thing we just found out. So I think there has to be some sort of DNA connection. Mm. And to say family, to say I love you, to say these things, somehow it always is stronger when it's someone you consider a part of your family unit. It doesn't have to be blood, but even if it is your family, there's something that feels stronger about that when it's a love. But it, I almost wonder if because he was able to pass down the memories because it, it they were secretly brothers. But my, because he tried to pass on his memories to his friend and he couldn't. But even then, now let me give you this funny thing. Like, it's crazy. Like, I think and it's funny how... And again, this is why I love the book because nothing was easily laid out. You got to really, like, dig through the details of it to find what the real rules of the society were and how far it goes. Yeah. So it's, it, it challenges your brain in so many ways. And I think, like, because of that, it's a fantastic book to introduce to kids because, yeah, it touches on some heavy things. But in a way, it also eases heavy topics to you because it's going through it in the eyes of a kid. And it, it teaches you honestly to like never feel bad about questioning things and being who you want to be and being your authentic true self. And you can never learn unless you question any and everything. Yeah. Like and that's, that's the best way to shake up and allow change because you realize very quickly a lot of the stuff in the book is outdated. He's like, no, that should change. Why is it like this immediate? Right. Like. And I feel like the youth does that so quickly. But and even the giver even touches upon it. He says, like, all these people were trained. They are given their rules. They're giving all these things. They're, they're everything that the, the, the reality that they live was constructed. So that's all they know. They don't know anything else. So if you come in and try and teach them otherwise, all you're doing is harm to them. Because they will never be able to fully understand and imagine and grasp what it is that you have. And in it's psychology, just, that's called cognitive dissonance. It's when you can't uh, full. It's when you can't process the information in front of you. So instead of uh, grappling with the contrast of your beliefs versus the new information that's been given to you, you just go. Fuck, fuck the evidence and you push away anything new that could counter your current beliefs. That's literally a, a, a psychological term that I would say almost all humans on the, not almost, every fucking human on the planet deals with this. It's something we all go through because yeah. our brains like to tell stories and it's really hard to change once you have a story in your head. And, but that's the greatest thing about this book. And that's what it kind of tells you was that like, you need to, constantly be questioning yeah. even as you grow because that's the beautiful thing about the giver is the giver is constantly learning too because as he has acquired memories he's learning and growing with what he has as well which then he, he passes and he's the knowledge source now for all like, like we're giving you guys so much about this book but long story as i'm saying like, like, I'm not, i feel like we're giving them the whole book i mean but, in a way we are but again it's one of those things like we're giving you a synopsis yeah it, because also I feel like a lot of people might have already had this as a signed reading. Yeah. And if they didn't, then hopefully this entices them to go and read it. Because we're giving you some of the stuff. But, man, you really got to read it for yourself. It'll it'll so open your eyes to, to, to a, a different world. My thing is, and it goes back to, like, what's happening now? This is exactly what's happening yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to as well. Everything that's happening now, they're slowly taking away certain things, certain liberties. They're slowly changing. For the sake 
of safety. And that's another thing is like the motif in all of these books and George Orwell specifically, not even Lois, but George Orwell said the greatest tool that is utilized in times of mind control are often and always fear mm -hmm. because if you fear and if you and this goes back to your hierarchy of needs which is another part of psychology if you don't have your base need at this at the bottom of the pyramid which is shelter uh, a place over your head like food if you don't have your basic human necessities you can't worry about any other fucking thing else like thinking and and freedoms and liberties none of that fucking shit matters where am i eating when am i eating that's why things like fascism is so easy to come about when the whole country is in starvation and their money dies and you even that and even and now that's happening in the united states right now, right now the dollar is crashing we got all these wars all these other regimes that fucking do it the petrodollar, oil, the fucking the the climate change, world pandemic that the happened pandemic. for the past year and a half. Like, and, and what are we all sitting here doing? Save me, ultimate society elders, please, which, honestly, and, save me. And I don't even want to seem like I I'm making fun of people because I'm also in the point of like fucking help, like yes, help the people. Like I'm not trying to make it seem shitty. I want to actually say more so. Like I feel like the government has already so much liberty over the, the the people and the fact that martial law can be uh, acquired at any time the fact that like all of these things can already happen but i feel like there's still so many things that aren't happening again yeah you hear all these things you hear what the president says you hear what the people in power say and that's nice but then you look at their track where the record. fuck is kamala harris and her roger looking ass that bitch went back to Mars with Elon, bro. You're hilarious. I Again, the vice president is almost always doing foreign affairs and shit behind the scenes. Foreign affairs, Siberia is burning. The whole fucking- I know, the, the whole tire, world is fucking falling the tire, apart. I the know. tire field in Turkey is on fire. Like, where you at, Kamala? Where you really at? Hmm? I, don't, I don't know. Hmm? But my point being is Mike like- Mike Pence would have been there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> that Mike fly, Pence. that fly on Mike Pence's head, literally was like, "This is the dumpster fire." Fucking Mike Pence would have been there right now, bro. He'd be like, he is. We he need is the all the money for Haiti. All the money. Send it now for Trump Towers. We're he building Trump even Towers like that. too. Pence is a smooth criminal. He said he know. got that fucking radio voice. Scared Bus the hell out of me. Oh Word. God. He sounds like if he opens his mouth, he'd sound like Hitler. But really, he sounds like a fucking. A uh, smooth talk nighttime host, mm. and somehow that's even scarier to me. Mm -mm -mm. Like I don't know why, but he freaks me out. But I think one of the ways that I want to start to wrap up us talking about the book is basically like, of course, you like anybody who's listening to this. We're open-minded people. We're critical people, but regardless whether you do or don't believe or whether you do or don't think the way we do i think it's fantastic and just i just encourage you person. exactly like i just encourage you to think outside of the box question if this what what confuses you when something is said and you're like uh if you have this murky feeling just think that through because letting those murky feelings slide sometimes is when you ignore your intuition and that's when you let other people think for you in certain instances. So if something feels weird, if something doesn't feel right, sit with that, explore that and question. Like, again, ever since we were born, we were taught a very specific thing. And I found myself unlearning a lot of history and relearning a lot of certain things. And it, it's been really a beautiful experience. But if we don't question 
that doesn't seem right, right? Like, like certain religions are like, hey, we were born yesterday. Some religions are like, oh, we're re re existing every seven days. Just like I'm like an indigo child. Crystal. I'm not from this planet. Man. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm indigo children. Like it's there's so many things that could or could not be reality. There's this idea that dragons did exist. And the reason that there's no evidence is because they were fucking birds and we don't have their fossilized bone records because they were hollow. So it's like, what is reality? What is concept? Like shit, like maybe we just don't have the proper science to understand. Maybe higher dimensional beings are here right now, but they can walk and they can blend in air. Maybe, Birds see frequencies and colors and vibrations in air that we don't see. That's why they know rain is coming or certain things. Like we don't necessarily know. And the way to constitute proper science and proper magic and proper manifestation, because I think magic and science are the same fucking thing. It's two sides of the same coin and we need to stop acting like they're different. And same thing with religion. But I think once we start focusing on all of these things and start thinking open-mindedly, about what is real, what can be real, and you know, shifting what's been taught. The big we can we can make a lot of change. Facts. So that's that's just really the motif that I think we want to leave you with through our through our astral projected Lionsgate portal trip to our theological conversations to the world burning to us reading dystopian books from middle school. Yeah. Like I think it all boils down to elevate with your higher self because if you want to see change in the world you have to be the one that's projecting positivity and kindness and light and manifesting proper white magic because whether you believe it or not every feeling you have has power and i know i'm getting kind of preachy but one thing that you said earlier on this podcast episode was there is a lightness and a darkness to every single entity in this world so let me explain that in like another terms pride pride can mean I'm so happy for your success. And pride can also mean so I wish I was you. And I'm living through you because I cannot find it in me. So find find really what you're trying to say when you say and do certain things, right? Like is pride, pride is a devil, it, depending on how you utilize it. Like all of these things, words cast spells, you're your intentions of shit this is all the difference between light and dark magic sex magic is sex magic what are you trying to manifest through it mm -hmm. candle magic is candle magic what are you trying to manifest through it right like these are these are just some of the some of the things i'm gonna sprinkle into your into your world i love you no. i'm i'm stepping off my soapbox thank you for attending my ted talk no listen no. <laughs> that, and that, that's facts though and listen that was the whole point of this episode we just want you niggas to just realize, like, yeah, we say crazy shit. Yeah, we do crazy shit. But the whole point is, is that, like, we're just not afraid to be ourselves. And that's what we want to see in the world. And we, we hope it encourages you to be yourself, too. Again, I fuck up. I'm not perfect. I don't know if half the shit. Like, again, we're just trusting ourselves. And hopefully it's inspiring. Yeah, big facts. And on that note, it's getting late. We had you. Word, the sun's now. going. It's getting dark in the video. You could tell. Word, peaches is taking a nap, so we got to go down Word. to Georgia to get some more peaches and wake my okay, baby my up. Peaches in Georgia. Um, but thank you guys, and we appreciate everybody coming through, having a fun time. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. And Let if you do know. read the giver, 
fucking email us let us know we're yes. dying to hear your like we love conversations like this hit us also, with your thoughts your theologies let's discuss let's get gritty like yeah let's do it also please if you guys have recommendations of books that you guys yes. want us to read or listen to send it over to us we do have a discord channel and a discord link Ooh. if you guys email out to us hit us up we will send you guys the private link we don't really have it out there because the, it's one of those things that we've worked on that we haven't sent to too many people but we, we do also want to, want to be this. careful. We want to make sure that like there isn't any hateful messages and stuff like that. Exactly. So no trolls, no like random automated Eric. bots or anything. So Eric, don't be coming through and fucking niggas up and don't go on your Viking shit this time and hanging people from the walls fucking this time. Fucking hilarious, that, that's bro. That's another yeah, joke for maybe, another time. Maybe I let's love you. not get too twisted and like that's my motherfucking nigga. I love him. I'm gonna fuck Eric can do whatever the fuck you want. That's yo, Eric favorite. been on my ass about coming on the podcast. You gotta fill out the form, baby, so we know what to talk about. Yo, facts. But we appreciate everybody. We'll be back again next weekend. As long as I don't take no more acid, no more shrooms to go. Actually, it will be a while. I am not ready personally. Next week is gonna be fun because we had the woman Boston Women's Market yesterday, which was a oh great event. Oh my god, thank you so much, everybody who showed up. Like yes. I cannot tell you. One, networking with all of those amazing women and other makers and artisans was fucking fantastic. It's a blessing. It's always a blessing. To connect with humans again. Yes. Fucking amazing. Like, my soul is so fulfilled. I didn't realize how lonely and depressed I had felt by not connecting to a greater community. Like, like I have my friend. What? I said, like, I'm not here. I I'm knew joking. you were going to feel a way about that. I'm That's joking. why I said a greater community. Obviously, when I spend like all the fucking time together, but it there's something fulfilling about connecting with a greater group of people because you feel part of a whole. Yeah. You feel part of like a, a you get what I'm saying? It's that home comfort feeling again. Yes, and it's okay being uncomfortable and it's okay being okay with that, but not in a torturous way. But next weekend, we got two events. Friday, we're going to a cannabis um, open concert event for, with vendors Turf and all that Town stuff. Throwdown, right really, by Worcester. It's going to be really fun. So anybody who's in the Worcester area, it's in Spencer. If you ain't got your tickets, bitch, get your motherfucking tickets. Come through, turn out. up. Is it sold out or is it still got tickets? They got tickets. They still, okay, word. Um, and if you guys aren't coming through, or everything that we will, we will be selling stuff there. That's the reason we're going to the event. Mm -hmm. And anything that doesn't sell will be on the website. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday... Me and my homeboys, I got a squad of us together. We're in the chicken wing eating contest. Um, I will be documenting. Don't worry. Myself yeah, that one we're vlogging. We're myself and our friend Alex, who also hilarious. Uh, Alex was the one who, oh, my God. Wait, part of the acid trip when you were like, what the fuck happened to COVID? Alex, bless her. She was like, it's still around, Phil, but most of the people are vaccinated now. Remember, they came out with the vaccine. Phil just yells out, I ain't getting that shit. Nope. High as fuck. And like, not subtly, like mad other people in the campgrounds is just looking over at this point. And I'm like, oh, we gonna get killed tonight. Like, oh my yeah. lord. So. And then literally Alex, bless her, she's like, yeah, we know, Phil, we know. She goes, there's something called herd immunity though. And she's like, we're in Vermont, Massachusetts. I think we're fucking fine. And it's so funny because at this point, everybody is also like high, drunk, tripping. Like, like people Phil's are starting to lose patience down. with Phil's spasmaticisms. <laughs> and I almost think that people starting to lose patience with you was like calming because you were like, oh yeah, that sounds like normal. Yeah. Because uh, at first they were trying to be too nice. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, we wanted to make 
make sure you knew you were loved. Nah, but then it was like robotic. six hours later, and we were like, okay, we can't fucking do this shit nah, no more. Fuck out of here. So hilarious, hilarious moment. But yeah, Alex and I are gonna be watching you and Brandon dog those fucking wings. So it's I'm me. so excited to document this shit and utilize those photos as like a Christmas card or something, y'all. I'm gonna do something that's me, my boy Brandon, Alex. Excuse me, excuse me, me and my boy Brandon, Mike, and Andy. Basically, we got to eat 100 yeah, these wings. These motherfuckers could definitely eat these wings yeah. without a problem. I'm not worried. We have to eat 100 wings. I think it's 15 minutes. We have to eat all of them. But 25 of the 100 wings have ghost pepper like sauce on it. And if y'all know me, I'm getting ready for my Light motherfucking work. hot sauce competition in October. Nigga, Luke over here challenging me, talking about he going to eat some ghost peppers, you punk ass bitch. Well, let's see, nigga. I'm trying to eat all these chicken wings, bro. You're not fucking with me. I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna show y'all, and I'm gonna hate myself on Sunday at the podcast. Harper, what, what was it <laughs> on the podcast? I'm gonna be sitting here crying on the corner, with my stomach hurting and shit. But listen, we're gonna win this chicken wing contest. We're going against other veterans and other people who think they could handle us. It's it's raising money for um a veterans cause. It's basically a company that what they do is um they they scuba dive to help these guys combat with all the depression, PTSD, things of that nature. Is this the same company Melissa works with? Not Melissa, my other coworker does it. Oh, nice. No, okay. That's that's how I know about it. This was actually before Melissa started working there. Um so it's for Oh, a good cause. I forgot cuz this is last yeah. year it got rescheduled yeah. cuz COVID. Ah, okay, exactly. I'm remembering. I'm remembering. So okay, the okay. contest, all the monies that are, that's being funded actually goes for these guys to do all their certification for the diving so that they continue to train other um, veterans who want to continue to learn all these different things to deal um, with their traumas and things that they're going through. So that's what's really cool. So it's like, yeah, it's, we're going to be eating chickens. We're going to be fucking things up. But it's for a really go dope cause. Um, I'm really excited to hopefully go through and talk to some of these guys from different branches of the military, hear their experiences, get to know what they're doing now. So I think it's just going to be a really good experience just to vlog, to see us being assholes, being ourselves, talking to all these different people. I mean, hey, maybe you'll find somebody who wants to come on the podcast and talk about their life experiences. Exactly. And again, because we're representing our company, we're representing all that fun stuff. Um, it's going to be a good ass time. We're going to kick ass. We're going to fuck it up. And I'm definitely going to get a DD because niggas is getting hella high and we eating all those chicken wings. So, yeah, you're going to need to be high to eat all that wings quickly. Yeah, they're not uh, going to know. They're not I'm going to need to get fucking Pepto-Bismol in the house if you're going to be doing both of these I just, events. Like my mother said, all I need is milk, baby. So all you need to do is get some Ben and Jerry's, and I'm going to be okay. That's it. I'm sorry. That was the funniest. Like, both of y'all, two city kids trying to tell me how to handle somebody tweaking in the in the woods of Vermont does not work out. But thing is like what, I, but so I, one of the funniest shits ever. Also, nobody had milk. You know what we had? Tequila. The funny thing is, but my mother and blunts. But the blunt actually shout out. You know what? And it, it, people say whatever they want to say. I know everybody's experiences with weed are different, but one thing and this is where trusting your intuition and your gut really was like put to the challenge for me was I had a choice of whether I should be getting feel high or not while we were having our anxiety acid trip. And I was like, he needs to smoke because the anxiety and the panic attack, I was like, if he can, if he can lower his heart rate, if he can do something that feels habitual, like smoking, it's going to bring him back and like shout out because I know some people it would have like triggered their trip and made it so much worse. But for you, it made you a whole human again. Yeah. So like, honestly, I'm pretty sure Thank you, Mary Jane. I'm pretty sure cannabis is somewhere embedded in your DNA. I can see that. It's because of my mama. Um, 
Like, I'm pretty sure if we ever have children, they're going to come out stoned. Like, I don't... My kids are going to... They're not going to need weed. It's going to be literally in the... They're going to be one of those kids that's like, yo, are you high right now? And they're going to be like, nah. This is how I look naturally. Uh, This is just... This is how I vibe. Facts. Like, fuck. Yeah. But we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back next weekend with some fun shit. Um, Look, support Lebanon. Support Haiti. Um, look out for your people, man. Check it's gonna in on be your really, strong friends. It's really easy to find links. I'll try and put uh, links to humanitarian efforts that are trustworthy and reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot yeah, of, I know what happened 11 years ago, right? Yeah, right, Hillary? Say, right? All, all right, Obama? Money, all of the money that the Clintons found. Right, Biden? And all those other people. None of that. Oh, I'd say 10% of it got to Haiti and like none of it got barely there. any of the houses were actually built. It's like still wooden structures of like skeletons. So some some of these sources steal your and money. And I dated them- bitches from the campos. They already live in aluminum. They, they live in tin cans, bro. Don't hate on, the, don't hate on the tin homes. Don't hate on the tin homes. We got those in Armenia too and they fucking work. They keep you dry. Don't hate. But Even though we got those right next to mansions and it's disgusting to see the disparity, but whatever. Facts. But everybody be safe. Wash your ass. Brush your teeth. Word. Don't trust Uber Eats because we saw somebody recently that just had a whole bunch of cockroaches confidently walking around their car and shit on top of somebody's food right before it was delivered. Yeah. Fuck that. And on it- a bitch In a bitch's car. Like, come on. Yeah. So just, just be mindful. And we're wondering how COVID's spreading and shit. Listen, there's a new norm, nigga, and it's called sanitary. Be sanitary. Because COVID mindful. was in there. It was in there. Somewhere. Somewhere. Niggas. In the immortal words of Fat Joe. Facts. And like, uh, and like Dipset has experience and the locks told them, you can kiss your ass goodbye. La da da. da, da, da. <laughs> All right. I love y'all. Have a wonderful week, y'all. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. See you motherfuckers next week. We love you. Peace.